I think we're recording now. So I think we can start the show. Hi. Hi. Are we going to do the we don't have the music music? No. Oh, if you, would you like to? Go ahead. Oh, it sounds so good. It's so cool to get to hear that live, you know? <laughs> Welcome okay. into episode number 182 of Jobbing Out, which is not because Brandon and I are both going to be at the Blink-182 show tomorrow night. It's because there's about 182 matches that we have to pick over the course of the uh, the next, what however long we do this. And it's a 10.30, so I'm hoping it's not too long. In fact, Forget it. We're not even going to do anything else. There's nothing to say. Let's pick some effing matches. What order do you want to go in, Aaron? I mean, do you, we want to? Eh, I was going to say chronological, but let, let's start with NXT. Just you all know. right. So you're saying let's build up is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um. Very good. NXT Battleground on Sunday night in Lowell, Massachusetts. Brandon, how many tickets have they sold? I believe it was 2,300 or something like that. Sure, sure. Still think it's the right thing to go out and do these shows in front of crowds. Just maybe wouldn't have done it at the exact same time as an AEW pay-per-view. Maybe. I got to be honest with you. Like, I think that's what this show is worth. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is a 3,000-person card. Like, I'm I'm being respectful by saying that because I think – that's an incredible number considering what I thought it would have done six months ago. You know, like I don't think that this product is, is uh, it's not there yet. You know what I mean? And so I think the fact that they can sell 3000 tickets when there's a AEW paper, like arguably supposed to be one of the bigger AEW pay-per-views. Um, I think that's an incredible number. I mean, I don't know what they think about it, but. It says it was set up for 3,700 and they're at 2,683 paid. I, I mean, that's outstanding. Right? Yeah. Like, all things considered. I'm not sure I'm going to go there. I mean, like, I, I think you can make relevant points. I mean, this is a product that plays the 300 people in the. I, I understand that, but that's part of the problem, right? Like, to. I, if that's what we're suggesting, boy, I don't want to get I don't want to get lost in this. I don't want to get yeah. lost in this. It's not worth it. It, it. it feels like they're about a year too early to go on the road. Um, And I would say why you might be right. You can't just keep doing this the way that you've been. You have to. They're, they're also I think, Glenn, without spending an hour on this, I, I think maybe the sentiment from Glenn would be they haven't done the work to get there either so we don't know because like if they just keep doing this for another year they're not going to be ready you know what i mean like in wheels sure is that fair i think it's fair i i I don't know if i agree with it though why i think i because i do think that they've taken steps in the past six months in particular like this is not the same product that it was six months ago and i'm not just talking about the color scheme and everything oh no sure but but what i'm saying is like they're not taking the proper steps that build a ticket-buying audience in this. Like, if you look back at what they did years ago, they did that first. Like, they went to the obvious places where you have the built-in crowd, and then they did those, like, thousand-person house shows because they knew that they had they were building a product that people wanted to see. And then after, you know, it was probably on the verge of being able to do a weekly television show on the road before they gutted the whole thing. It was probably almost there. So let me say it this way. Aaron, I think what's missing 
is that you're this deep into it and I still don't know what the identity of NXT is. And what I would what I would say is from a show that had an identity at one point, yes. it became a show that didn't have an identity and sort of announced to you we don't want it to be its own brand. We don't want it to have its own identity. We want to make it very loud that this is just OVW and we never wanted it to be more than OVW. And we're actually kind of angry that it became something that wasn't just OVW. And I, I don't think in while maybe well, some wouldn't, of that, the, wouldn't that speak to the internal struggle of half the people wanted that and the other half the people wanted it to be a thing. Right. And maybe and maybe yeah. the result of that is what we're seeing. And until it tells me that it's anything other than just OVW, there's nothing that says to me I need to go out and watch this brand. So you would say, hey, well, is that really what Raw or SmackDown is? Do you really choose which of those shows you're going to or is it just WWE's coming to town? It happens to be Raw this time. It happens to be SmackDown this time. And the answer largely is no, but it's a different level of performer. I'm not going to watch Raw. I'm not going to watch SmackDown. They still and I'll, I'll the, the thing that's going to be unfortunate when they overloaded with the NXT UK crew, crew, I think it slowed down their ability to identify five stars, yes. five people yeah. that you could get and say, you have to come out and see this person, because I think it sort of bogged down the the top the top of the card into the middle of the card and never allowed anyone to separate because they just threw a thousand things in there. And again, it, there would be probably people whose opinion within the company would be, yeah, we don't care about that. We know it's OVW. We don't want there to be separate stars because if they were, they would just be gone anyway. So like I yeah. get it, but I don't know why I would go. Like maybe you and I and Brandon, like we would go yeah. to a show just because we, you know, we like wrestling enough. We wouldn't travel to a show. It would have to be close. Right. Yeah. If if this paper, oh, this is a great question. If this pay-per-view was in Philadelphia. We'd discuss no. it. We'd discuss we would, it. And we'd have a conversation. If, and depending if, if on was, how hard life is or easy life is, maybe we'd make it. I don't think I would. Go, I, I think if you said it's Memorial Day weekend, do you want to go to Philadelphia to watch the show? I'd say there's no chance. Yeah, it would have to be a completely dead weekend where I have nothing yeah. better to do. I think I yeah. would have been more likely to go see the last one than this one. Yeah. But by the, the way, what, delivered card. what you what you just said is pretty much exactly what I think, in, except you said something I don't think is quite right. It's like we're, we're deep enough into this. I almost view that, as you said, the infusion of NXT UK, basically the, the fall as almost a, another reset of NXT in general. Like, we're, I only view this as only five to six months but, into... I, okay, but it didn't... Uh, but also, what happens when they... Like, because we know that that other N NXT Europe or whatever is coming. So, like, then it changes again when they take yeah, all Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, back. which is why I think, like, you need two years of uh, an identity before you go on the road, which is why I said you need another year before doing this. So, so boy, man, I don't, God, we're going to have to really move this. God yeah. damn it. I hate it. But this is a good conversation. I don't want to run away from it because it is a good conversation. 
I would say two things to this. The first thing I would say is you don't get two years of doing the exact. I, I have to see something. Remember what we talked about during the pandemic? It's the same conversation. I have to see something different. You have to go somewhere. There has to be a different crowd. There has to be a the monotony is too much. You have to do it. Even if you're not ready to do it, you have to do it. So to the earlier point, I'm I'm not even really making fun of it. They need to do this even if they can only get 2000 people to show up like you have to do something else. There are there are buildings that are that size. Correct. I mean, like, even in New York City, there's good buildings. I mean, you could run Hammerstein, 100%, you know, and be cool. Right. Like you can do cool shows in small buildings like they, they, you can go to play. Maybe the low 2000 people will be, you know, a, a raucous crowd. They're really trying to force the issue of it being a Boston thing with Carmelo Hayes. I'm not sure if it's landing or not, right. um, but maybe it will. Maybe they'll create a, a really cool 2000 person crowd they, they love listen, that low they love listen, that running low there yeah they do we, we all went to uh one or a couple of those nxt house shows oh and they were yeah you know they were cameras great. in there it's a show right but th- that's when they had an identity and that's the trickier part that i keep coming back to you don't get to keep you can reset the talent when you've identified the identity of the show the the concept of the original NXT or whatever you wanted to call the last version of NXT before this NXT 2.0 reset was that you could rotate out the performers because you were it was constant, the same vibe yeah. right you were constantly of the belief we went to 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 the point I I, I don't how many NXT house shows did I go to during that time frame five I went, yeah like, I went I, to two or three of them. Yeah, I went to probably three in Bel Air. We went to that one up in Philly. Right. Yeah. Yep. Brandon and I went to another one in Philly afterwards, and it was constantly different. I mean, like, and yet you still just whoever was going to be there. There were times we didn't even know who was going to be there. There, I, if I remember correctly, when we were driving up to that first one in Philly, Aaron, there was like this debate about because weren't they running two house shows at the time? And we didn't. Yeah, they, they were running two house shows, and I think there was also, like, some injury, because it was leading up to it, it was, like, a month before WrestleMania, so we were like, oh, it seems like they might hold back some people, make sure no one gets hurt, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure we had no clue who was actually going to be at that particular show. Yeah. And we were just like, no, what, I, if, in fact, if I remember correctly, uh, I told Wilmot to text Mojo, because he didn't believe, there, uh, didn't believe that Mojo would respond. Like to just to find out if Mojo was going to be there. Was, was the main event Finn Balor and Kevin Owens? Yeah, it was, it was against Joe and Aries. No, it was a tag. Team, no, in, in Philly. Yeah, in Philly. The, it was a tag match. No, it wasn't. It was it wasn't Owens. It was because this was God. Was this pre Owens? So yeah. wait, no, 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 no. You're ta- this, the, what you're describing is the Bel Air show. Did you? Go no, no, with- no, 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 no. We're talking about a Philly show. It was Austin Aries had just debuted, and it was Austin Aries and Baron Corbin against Finn Balor and Samoa Joe. Does that sound right, Glenn? Sounds right. What was the name of that building? It was a theater. What was the yeah. name? Yeah. Do you remember? It was in was, the was LA? it the Wrecker? I, the Wrecker's in Towson. Yeah. Uh, what 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 theater the is TLA. in TLA? Theater of Living Arts. Okay, that might have been that the TLA. It? We saw it at the yeah. Fillmore. We Here we go. At NXT House. February. Yeah, this was it. It was February 18th, 2016. Yeah, 
Oh, no, I, I had it backwards. It was Aries and Finn Balor teaming as faces against Baron Corbin and Samoa Joe. And then the, the moment of the night was the Enzo. Wasn't it Enzo and Cass Vaude villains? Wasn't yeah. That? Oh, yep. my. I, I mean, I could live in that match. It yep. was one of the most joyful things I've ever seen in my entire life because they were doing like a boxing bit. Where, like, on the, their shoulders. Oh, it was so incredible. I mean, it was just the most. I, pull, I pulled up an NXT house show from 2015 somewhere in Philadelphia. Yeah. That had Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. Blake and Murphy against Solomon Crow and Jason Jordan. Okay. Oh boy, what a team! <laughs> check okay. this. Check this one out. Sasha Banks versus Becky Lynch. Wow. Yeah, that doesn't. Uh, yeah, we we had Bailey versus Alexa Bliss on ours. Yeah, Baron Co- Baron Corbin versus Tommy Dreamer. Okay. Dana Brooke. I mean, Dana, look, you're you're running Alexa Philadelphia Bliss. for the first time. You're bringing out yeah. Dreamer. Yeah, Dana Brooke versus Alexa Bliss and Enzo Amore versus Bull Dempsey. <laughs> this, this, was, this was ours, by the way. It was uh, Enzo and Cass uh, defeating the Vaude Villains. Carmella defeated Peyton Royce. Oh, Apollo okay. Crews defeated Elias Sampson. Shit. Bailey defended Ale- uh, defeated Alexa Bliss to retain the NXT Women's Championship. Sami Zayn defeated. Do you remember who it was, Glenn? No. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Was it Cesaro? No. <laughs> wrong, See, wrong direction on that one. Okay. Is oh, she fun? Was, oh, like a shitty, Savage like Kelly. a shitty person. Alex Riley. Oh, oh my guy. I liked Alex oh. Riley. Banger of a theme. Yeah, best theme. Uh, Oscar defeats. Um, I'm going to, is there someone that's still there? No. All right. Just say it. Oscar defeated Eva Marie. Oh my God. In three seconds. No, because actually that was the one where they let Eva like duck kicks or jump kicks or you like, she actually, you know, didn't put on a good match, but they made her look as good as humanly possible. Um, and then, yeah, Aries and Finn Balor defeat Baron Corbin and Samoa Joe. So listen, okay. here's what I'm learning from this experiment. Those cards weren't all that great. Like some of the, the of course, like with in Heinz, like you've got Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch, whatever. But like, there's also some stuff that's that that they could put out better than on that card. Right. Like solomon crow and shit like but that. that but it was the feeling of again it had they had let the the yeah. fervor for nxt build for i mean if you want to put it at the time but here's of, the thing i, I do want to make a point here though those shows did a thousand people like they can do that they can yeah. do that now they can do a thousand people i do believe that well wait a second You're, we're talking about house shows versus pay-per-views Cor- That's well the, but no but but they they go they kind of go hand in hand though i think that you need i mean a little bit like I think that getting people used to coming to pay for this product is part of growing it. You well, know, I, I mean? would argue that instead of doing, you know, house shows on the road, they should be taking the Tuesday night show on the road and dealing well, doing right. it doing it at a TLA. You know, it, no, that's that's exactly what I was saying. Remember, I said earlier, like those uh, shows just throw cameras in there. Right. Correct. And then right. if, and then if you if to make it financially sound, you have to do one or two on either side of it, like. I think you can do a thousand people in a good market, you know? Well, and if if you needed to go back to taping a couple of episodes, I could live with that. I mean, you were sure. taping episodes for a while there and the I'm I'm pretty sure they still every now and then tape in one of these episodes. It might be at five o'clock in the afternoon. It's weird when I hear things like that. Yeah. Um 
But but like to your point, in the golden era, they were taping like four episodes at a time. Right. And I don't I don't think I don't want you to get back to that necessarily. And I'm sure USA doesn't want you to get back to that at all. Um, but I think you could make it work. I would just go back to the point of like nobody knows still what NXT is other than it's OVW. And that's the tricky part about it is they've never attempted to guide it to here's what's different about NXT. They tried to do the bit about characters at first, and that was like we all kind of laughed at times like it was sort of working in moments like in moments they really did create characters that we really enjoyed. But it wasn't enough to make it a brand in and of itself. So do they ever want to go back to being the edgy wrestling brand or are they just content to be OVW? And if they're content to be OVW, then this is what they're going to do. They're going to you're going to do pay-per-views in front of 2000 people. And that's fine. They should still do them. I'm OK with that. But this is all it can be unless you make the NXT concept an identifiable brand or allow for a handful of superstars to separate themselves and be the, you know, the Shinsuke Nakamura's, the Kevin Owens, the Sami Zayn's, the whoever you want to be that make people want to go out and see it. And right now they only elevated two. And as we learned, one of at least one of which they elevated drastically too early, a hundred percent, not ready for the moment. And the other one, you know, the, the verdict, I, 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 I love Carmelo, but, you know, he's been weighed down by the other one who's clearly not ready for the moment. So we'll see. Let's get into it. Here's what's going on on uh, Saturday, on Sunday night. Sorry. Begin with a let's begin with the British rounds rules match for the Heritage Cup. Noam Dar and Dragon Lee, as always, should and will. Um, I, I don't I don't know that there is a should here because they unfortunately did not tell me why the heritage cup should matter to anyone that didn't watch NXT UK. So I don't know that you can create a should when the what's at stake doesn't matter. The argument would be, they clearly seem to have something invested in dragon Lee. We don't know yet. They have anything invested in Noam Dar who I love, but like, I think that (laughs) makes the should, I think it makes the should dragon Lee. And I guess it probably makes the will Dragon Lee, but it's a tricky thing because whatever they think they're doing, they have not done. See, to me, because it is because the Heritage Cup doesn't really mean anything. It definitely doesn't mean anything to Dragon Lee unless you're doing this to get rid of the Heritage Cup, which if you're doing that fine. But, you know, there's no real reason to get rid of it. You know, it exists as a thing. If you ever want to make it a thing, that almost makes me think the should and will should be Noam Dar, because I do think that the Heritage Cup would weigh down Dragon Lee if he's supposed to be a thing. Okay. I think the the Heritage Cup feels like the, like, accessory that should come with the Noam Dar action figure. Like, that's what it is to me, right? It's a, a thing for him to carry around. Like, I know that it was a thing on the other show. I didn't watch the other show. And to your point, they haven't done anything other than make this look like the million dollar belt or the FTW belt or whatever. I mean, yes, it should just be Dragon Lee. Could I see a world in which they think Noam Dar and Dragon Lee is like a thing that they drag out and have him hit Dragon Lee with the cup or something, you know, and it's something like that. Sure. But otherwise 
Dragon Lee feels like it should be a thing. I don't look to your point. I don't know what they think about Noam Dar. So should and will Dragon Lee. A last man standing match. Ilya Dragunov and Dijak. Oh, it's me. Um, oh, boy. They, I was about to say, Ilya Dragunov needs a big win. And I'm like, wait, no, Dijak needs a big win. Yeah, that's true. Oh, my God. They both need big wins. Um, Boy, this is tricky. I, I think I'm going to lean with my initial thought is that Ilya Dragunov has the potential to be something very, very special. And by the way, Dijak does too. But I just see something, you know, like, shoot, we gave Dragunov, if not match of the year, like a runner-up match of the year twice in a row on this show. Um, So I'm going to say Dragunov should and will. But man, why are they doing this to Dijak? Yeah. <laughs> um. Also, why did they do those segments? Because, oh, my God. The, <laughs> I don't know if they thought they were doing, like, a DC Comics, like, I don't know what that was supposed to be, but they were, that was not good. The the lead up, I, I, those, those, like, the things where he had him, like, trapped or whatever. I don't know what, what that was supposed to be, but. It almost takes away from the match for me a little bit because I was so excited to see this. And then I'm like, oh, my goodness, all the character drivel. I don't know. I mean, I I think, Aaron, you make a lot of good points. I'd say, you know, in my heart, I want it to be Dijak because I think that uh, Dragunov has had moments on this show that I don't think Dijak has had, at least since he's been repackaged and all that stuff. I mean, I know we back in the day he had some good moments. Um, so I, I'm going to say, I don't know, the should is both of them, really, but I'm going to say the will is uh, Dijak, mostly because you have a face champion, and I could see them making him like the contender next for the title or something like that. So let, let me let me expand on that thought that you just brought out. The other significant part to me, with all due respect to Ilya Dragunov, is he's 29 years old and he's 5'10", 216 pounds. Dijak is 36 years old and he's 6'7", 270 pounds. They've got to figure out if Dijak is a thing or not because they don't have nearly as much time. I think we all know that ultimately, as much as we love Ilya Dragunov, there's a cap to what WWE will allow him to be. If one of them needs a win more, the answer is kind of not close. It's Dijak, given those circumstances. You've got to have him doing something relevant and pointed in a direction to figure out if you can reset the disaster that was throwing him in. I don't even want to say the the name. Um, if you <laughs> if you can get there, you got to get there sooner. So should is to me actually not all that close. It's should. Dijak. Now, as far as the will is concerned, again, I like Ilya Dragunov, too, and I, I don't know if they just haven't internally said, look, Dijak's a monster of the week. That's all he is. So we're not concerned about that. And the answer is Ilya Dragunov for us. So this is just someone for him to run through. I, I think that what they what I've seen would suggest that they at least feel something towards Ilya Dragunov. So it wouldn't surprise me. I'll even go as far as to say will dragging off in this circumstance um next up a triple threat match for the north american championship wes lee defending against tyler Bate and joe gacy 
Okay, so see if you. This is. I'm glad I'm first here because I really wanted to talk about this one. I think you've got an opportunity here, and I think that not only do you have an opportunity, you almost have an obligation. That if if we're gonna believe this Joe Gacy character, he's got to prevail at some point. Like if 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 this character is ever going to be a a real threat, and if his if his if his strength is manipulation, this is the instance where his manipulation should lead to him winning this title. Like that, I like the story they've told is that he can, you know, there should be something he can do in the match that leads to him winning. If he keeps losing stuff like this, then he's just a nothing like, like he can't just never win stuff. I don't believe that they're going to do it. Like, I'm going to say that I think the should is Joe Gacy for those reasons, though, because I think Wesley has had a good run. I think it's a triple threat. You could still tell a story going forward where Wesley's involved or whatever. Um, I think Wesley, you could also make an argument, should be, you know, elevated at some point to the next title. Um, Maybe not winning it, but at least being in the picture. So I'm going to say the should is Joe Gacy, but I don't see that. I think Wesley probably retains as the will. I don't say this very often, but I completely and totally agree with you. I mean, like, I Joe Gacy's got to do something. Now, I don't know that I love the idea that that's the expense of Wesley. You could make the argument it could maybe point Wesley towards the top championship picture. But, you know, I think we're but, all. But also in a triple threat, you have an opportunity to do it without hurting Wesley. Right. But but he still has to do something coming out of it is more right. my point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I'm, I, I, you can protect him. But the protection is only as valuable as whatever he does next. And I don't know what that next thing is, particularly because I think we all are going to end up agreeing about what we think happens in the championship match. So I'm I'm just not sure of that part of it. But I definitely agree that it should Joe Gacy. I'm not really sure that I'm ready like you are to say that it won't be Joe Gacy like I. I'm almost at a breaking. I like. I actually think I'm going to say should and will Joe Gacy. I hope so. So I'm with you. It should be Joe Gacy, and for all the reasons you said, and if they're ever going to do anything with Joe Gacy, he does have to. My question is, what do they see in Joe Gacy? What do they Mm -hmm. believe Joe Gacy is? He's another guy, mid 30s, uh, doesn't necessarily have the most classic look. I can absolutely see them viewing him as, you know, a nice guy to have around basically the role that he's been doing right now you can make him you know he's good enough to make himself threatening enough and a good make a good enough character that he can always be relevant when you need him but eventually to lose like he might win a feud here or there yeah but but it's hard for me to keep biting on the threatening part if there's never a threat because he loses all the time like and, and i do think He's got something that's like we talk about a lot of talent that we think has potential or whatever in NXT. And he's got something that a lot of them don't, which is the ability to to talk and, and to to play into psychology. And I don't think that a lot of these other guys necessarily have that quite yet to the level that he does. Mm-hmm. And he's sneaky good in the ring. Like, I think he is a lot better probably than they let him work. And you've seen it come out from time. I'm yes. trying to remember Look. what the match was 
Um, was it a triple? I think it was another triple threat match. Yeah, or no, something. I mean he's he's had good matches when they let him, and before he was yeah. in NXT, he had plenty of good matches. He was known primarily as a deathmatch guy, but he also, when he wasn't doing the deathmatch, he was putting on really really good matches. So he can absolutely do that, and he's you know part of the reason he looks a lot better than the others is because he's a lot more seasoned than the others right. yeah. who are around him. So I you know you're preaching to the choir when you're talking about what he can be. I just, you know, if you're talking, again, a guy in his mid-30s, which granted isn't the the cutoff that it used to be, but it's still, you know, it's getting up there. I just don't – I have trouble believing that they see it in him, at least especially if we're talking about the next level. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say should Gacy and Will Wesley because, honestly, I think his reign's getting to a point where, like, it should almost be lost in a feud. Okay. Now, great, this is a feud, but like a, a one-on-one feud. Okay. Uh, tag team titles, triple threat, Gallus against the, no, oh, sorry, not a triple threat. I don't know why I said that. Gallus yeah. against the Creed brothers. Well, cause oh, you're they, so used to them being yeah, triple threats. used to it and it was built as a triple threat and then yeah. it wasn't. Um, this one's a tricky one for me too. Like I, I, it, it feels like there should be a Creed brothers moment coming, but I've already moved a title on this card and there's going to be a, a, a new champion crowned. In the women's, like, are, are you going to have three different new champions? Um, but I, I just think you've got to get to the point a little bit with the Creed brothers. Uh, shouldn't Will Creed's? I, I'm all in on the Creed's. Uh, I like Gallus, but I think you've, I'm not going to say you've you've squeezed everything out of them, but their reign, it's just really tough to do a, a really good reign with these guys at the moment in the way you've portrayed them. Like you brought them in, you instantly put the belts on them. And while they've developed character, their characters are, you know, they're the bar is what they are. They'll, they'll fight. They're fun to watch. And then that's about it. Um, well, I think there's a lot more you can do with the creeds right now. I don't know exactly where, um, you know, Lorenzo and the Don factor right. into this. Cause very clearly they're going to factor in, in some way, mm-hmm. but, um, I'll say shouldn't will the creeds. Yeah, I think shouldn't will the creeds. I mean, I, I again, it's hard for me with these NXT UK guys that, you know, haven't been developed on the show, just have been thrown in, you know, I mean, they're, they're trying to to catch up, but it's it's the middle of the story for these guys, you know, shouldn't will the creeds. Next up, the women's championship, as I mentioned, Lyra, exactly, exactly the match that Aaron thought we were getting. 100%. Exactly the one that he projected. Lyra Valkyria against Tiffany Stratton. I'm first? Yes. Um, I mean, I guess they're just presenting a different character of Tiffany Stratton than I thought they would. They're presenting her as a deserve, you know, heel, yes, cocky, yes. But deserving of that heel and, you know, the the deserving of that cockiness because they're not portraying her in an underhanded way. They're portraying her as, you know, someone who can beat Roxanne Perez, Um, you know. I mean, but like. There was some extra to that. There there was I'm not saying and that's why I paused before I was about to say clean because it wasn't completely clean. But at the same time, I mean, it wasn't clean at all. Like it was but it wasn't like her being completely underhanded either. Like this isn't no, but a person came out and right. No, I, I under I understand that. But like in this version, the Tiffany Stratton that I I envisioned 
I thought there would be a lot more underhandedness with any of her wins. And she's, yeah, I'm, she's, she's never been, but she's never done that. But that, but that's if, the thing is I thought that to be the, like a, a champion Tiffany Stratton, especially one that goes through a tournament to win is not the one that is relatively deserving of it. It, it So that yeah. surprised me. Again, I say relatively because look, she didn't go under here. Yes, she got help, but see, but I know. think that's more the character. I think the character has been, and and, and that's the thing is I I miss yeah. whether I miss I, I I misenvisioned it. Um, because they, and, they, and so, they yeah. definitely portray her as a strong, and, and that's the thing. Yeah, like they're very clearly going that route, and because of it, sure, I still don't know that it's the the best move in this case. But yes, I mean, the the cocky heel gets her title and gets to prove that her cockiness is, you know, reasonable because she's the champion. But, so, they're, yeah, also, but they're also throwing all these little uh, advantages her way, right? Sure, like, advantages, but it's not her doing it, which I do think is right. a big difference. But yeah, shouldn't will Tiffany Stratton at this point. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I think you could say she's an opportunist, which I think is, you know heal enough i think the character is heal enough i don't think it needs to be a chicken shit heel character i don't think they've ever portrayed this character that way um i i've been thinking it's tiffy time for about a month um i think the should is tiffany stratton i don't know if that's the way we go i think this leg injury thing is more of like a face overcoming kind of thing i think they think a lot of Lyra Valkyria, and I think that is probably who wins this. So, but so I really I want said, it to be Tiffany Stratton. Right. I I am not anywhere close to as high on Tiffany Stratton as you are. Um, and, and some of it, obviously, is they presented a terrible character, but I've just not seen... Like, I think she has a look, but they don't know what her look is supposed to be. Like, I, I think they actually went the wrong way when they were trying to present her as, like, this hot, ditzy blonde. When the truth is, like, she's got she's such a, a muscular yeah. frame yeah. <laughs> that it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I just don't know that they've ever really nailed anything with Tiffany Stratton. Um, to the point, I didn't really see it at first with Lyra Valkyria, but the last couple of weeks, I've really started to see it. Like, I mean, the first, the the real first moment was that battle royal. When yeah. You're like, oh my god! Like the, and you could tell they saw it because they had her go twenty five, whatever, you know, the right. whole length of the match. Um, yeah, I mean, she's incredible. I'm I'm gonna go to however should be uh, Valkyria. I think it will be Tiffany Stratton because I I think they see something marketable about her. Um, I don't know. I I just don't think they've ever gotten it right, but that's where I am. All right, and finally the championship match: Carmelo and Braun. Brandon should and will Braun Breaker. Just kidding. <laughs> just you kidding. Would. Yeah. Should and will Carmelo A's. Come on. Yeah, obviously should and will Carmelo. And I guess I just I realized like that would leave there to be an opportunity that if you do have West lead to lose that his next path could just be Braun. Like, he doesn't need it to be... Oh, that would be fantastic. That might actually be great for Braun. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And you could do that for a few months. So maybe I'm talking myself into that. Aaron? Okay. Sorry, I think I cut out there for a second. Um, Yeah, should should Will Carmelo. I'm not going to 
take too long on this. Very good. Double or nothing is also Sunday night from Vegas. Where are you going? I am going. Very nice. Very mm-hmm. nice. Aaron will be there. Nine matches currently. Aren't, aren't on you going to be the- bummed that you're missing NXT? I, I'm. I'm <laughs> I, honestly, what I am going. I'm terrified. I'm going to get spoiled on Succession. I'll be honest. Oh, I- Think oh, about that. Yeah, that is a nightmare. Yeah, the rest of us don't have to worry about that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like putting my phone away midway through the show, probably. Nine matches on the card, but one of them is the Battle Royal. Is there anything, like, do, is there something you want to say about who you think it's going to be that comes in and ends up winning? Like, what do you want to say anything about the Battle Royal, Aaron? I start with you just for that. Uh, not re- Didn't they? I feel like we might have all 21. I don't know if there's a joke this time. Hold on. Let me, let me see. I feel like they're – I know they listed – like, they listed 20, which is weird because they also didn't list some of the people who had already declared themselves no, as part of this. they have announced 20. Yeah. Okay, is it 20? Okay. Yeah, they have not. So there is well, – while well, to your point, there's not, like, a joker necessarily. Oh, it's, it's for the international championship? It's for Orange Cassidy's well, belt, it, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Butcher, The Blade, uh, Dustin Rhodes, Keith Lee, Bandito. Who is Dralostico? Uh, that, that's, uh, it's Dragon Lee's brother. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. Interesting. Kip Sabian, Jay White, Juice Robinson. Well, shouldn't will Juice Robinson. Uh, Ricky Starks, uh, Ray Fenix, uh, uh, Penta El Zero Miedo, uh, Big Bill, Lee Moriarty, Tony Nese, Aria Davari, uh, Brian Cage, who I actually think is great too, and Swerve Strickland. So those are the 20. I assume that means they've got something. I mean, I can't even think of who it would be for for this belt. It'll be some silly thing, right? Well, I I don't know. Maybe it would be silly or it would just be somebody that they only have for one show. Like, or it's something that sets something up for forbidden door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like a like a Zack Saber Jr. You yeah, know, someone somebody, along those lines. Somebody like that, right? Exactly like it. Um, I I don't care enough about the belt to care, so you know, I think we can move on. Let's get into the matches. <laughs> I, I, no, but I think I think it's fair to say Orange Cassidy could win this, right? I mean, he probably just wins. Sure. Well, yeah. yeah. I, I was gonna say I would almost. I'm not gonna say should because like this is a fine way to take it off of him, but they've been. You know, they've been building him and, and building this reign as a thing and to eliminate it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say shouldn't will Orange because I hear you. But I, I you know, and I'm I not saying they, I'm not saying they've successfully built it as a big right. reign, but they are very clearly trying to make it a thing and make his reign a thing. So right. I guess you could take it off him briefly just to have especially if it was for Forbidden Door and you get the rematch back and, and win it right back. But otherwise, like, I feel like he should be losing one on one at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, but I, you say that, I just don't think the effing belt matters. So, like, who cares if he loses it? I, this is the difficult thing. One, they've been belt happy for entirely too long, but they haven't even made this a European championship. This has been more like the 24-7 championship. This is not real. So I, I love Orange Cassidy. I think everybody knows how much I love Orange Cassidy. I think he's great. I think it's wonderful that they're creating the idea. Like they they did the bit where he they gave him a championship match that he hadn't earned, and it was silly when they did that because he was an entertainer and not worthy of that. Now you could say, hey, well we're trying to rebuild him to a point 
where he would be worthy of that. That's fine, but this belt has not helped. In fact, it's gone the exact opposite way. Every time he has this belt with him, it's a reminder that he's not that guy. So if anything, I would argue the opposite, which is if you want to show that you really are doing something with Orange Cassidy, get this effing belt off of him already. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, I think this is the thing they're doing with Orange Cassidy. So that's why I think he's keeping – but I will say – you know, like it's unfortunate because you have the champion right now that is the one that you would want all of these. Like, you know, sometimes we talk about like in WWE when the Miz is the champion, right? You haven't you open the door to contenders you can't do when Brock Lesnar's the champion. Sure. And so, like, it's unfortunate that we have the correct champion right now where you could have him be a world title contender. You could have, you know, certain people. But I don't. I don't see that happening. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get to it. Here's the, the I mean, the match of the night, obviously. <laughs> Ethan Page and the Guns against the Hardys and Hook. And you guys, huge stakes. Because if the Hardys win, Matt Hardy will own Ethan Page's contract. And my, <laughs> if that doesn't get you to watch, I, I don't know what possibly can. So, yeah, but you, you, you have to... You, It'll be like, wait, do you see what we do with them on Rampage? Yeah. Is by the way, is this the first time that a face had a chance to win somebody's contract? Yeah. Like, I think so. I what it, should should no one. There's no one that should win this match. Will obviously the Hardy. He's... The fact that this is on the show and like there are some people who aren't on the show that sure. like the House of Black is not on the show. The acclaimed is not on the show. And that drives me crazy. Oh, there's a far bigger problem. There, there's somebody whose name you haven't mentioned that isn't on the show that's oh. much more significant. Ricky Starks isn't on this show. No, he's, he's in the, in Battle, the Royal. Battle Royal. Oh, is he? Did I say him? All right, never mind. Never mind. That's Which, again, should be, especially when you set, up, set up on. a... That's worse than not being on the show. I was say, wait. And especially when you had set up the Jay White Ricky Starks match oh, yeah. and then decide to throw them into the Battle Royal for I mean I guess because they're gonna do it at I don't know why you hold it for Forbidden Door but I, I well, guess they might also is Forbidden Door before the Collision day uh, premiere? Uh no I think Forbidden Door is right after it. So you got to do both of those things right? Okay like, so so maybe that's what they're holding it for okay. Yeah. Anyway just get to the point. Yeah, no, I guess shouldn't Will Hook and the Hardys, though. I, the Ethan Page contract thing is weird for a face. Yeah, I mean, should I'll do the Aaron Oster should Will, right? Aaron Oster should go to the bathroom during this show, this match. <laughs> and he will watch this match. For the, uh, for the TNT Championship, Wardlow against Christian Cage. Uh, shouldn't Will Wardlow. Let's move on. Why is why is this Christian Cage and not Luchasaurus? Why why does anything happen, Brandon? No, I, 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 I'm so I, confused. The, well, no, the the prob the probable answer is they want to put Wardlow in a match that could make him look good, and they think Christian Cage can do that better than but, Luchasaurus. But, it, but here's the thing: it's a ladder match. Wouldn't that suggest Christian's gonna win? Or Christian just looks good in ladder matches. But Christian has Luchasaurus and Wardlow has Arn Anderson. Like, in wrestling logic, 
Who well, should I, win I don't that know. Match? In, in wrestling logic, Arn Anderson has helped lots of people win matches in the past well, I guess, few years. I guess if he has a gun with him, then... <laughs> right. Jesus. Uh, I don't even know where it? we are with this. Yeah, should the should is Wardlow. The will, uh, I'm concerned about the will. But I understand your concern. Anytime it involves Chris, it if it was a fun. regular match, I would say Christian Cage Wardlow. was the most important acquisition in AEW history. Right. He's, he's the greatest Tony Khan's wrestler, favorite wrestler of the modern era. You absolutely have every right to be concerned. And you know somebody would present the op- almost the opposite of concern. What someone else would present would be, is it time for Wardlow to be sliding back into something else in September? And does he have to lose the belt in order to get to the thing that he should be doing in September? And that, to me, is the far more relevant question here. In context, should Wardlow, of course, not to give away how we're going to pick it, but we're all going to pick MJF to win the belt. (laughs) I don't want to give it away. I want to make sure you guys, but we're all going to pick MJF to retain. All right. At some point, as we've alluded to a number of times on this show, it feels like an MJF Wardlow championship match has to happen for MJ to MJF to win. It should not be Wardlow defeating MJF again. That should not be occurring. No. Although if they had gotten it right the first time, then maybe they could have done that this time around. And that might've been a decent thing to do, but because they screwed it up the first time, there's no option for that. So could you do that while Wardlow was TNT champion, just do it on a Wednesday night or Saturday night, whatever we're doing anymore. Acknowledge he's not going to win anyway. You're just doing it for the sake of doing it. Sure, you could. It seems like there are some more relevant contenders for September that you Mm -hmm. have to start dealing with at some point. But I would also say that when we get to those more relevant contenders, then we're talking about one of them being ready to win. And I'm not sure you want to do that just yet. So I still think there's a very plausible scenario where Wardlow is the September championship contender. If that's the case, the will will absolutely be Christian Cage. By the way, don't forget, we we mentioned September. We have three potential title shots in a four-week stretch or whatever with all-in, all-out, and uh, what do they call the tennis one? Oh, God, right, the Grand Slam, yeah. Grand Slam. We also don't know if they're going to create a new belt, right? We still don't know if they're going to create a new title. Give a belt to CM Punk again. Yes. Like that, right. All things relevant. All things relevant. But, again, in order to do MJF Wardlow, Wardlow can't be the TNT champion. That's all I can say. AEW Tag Team Championship match, FTR, against the team that we have asked for and we have wanted. (laughs) Have they had more tag title shots than any other team at this point? (laughs) Might be the case. Might be the case. Brandon. See, to me, this is the one where we should say should and will FTR and just not do anything. Although, (laughs) I know. It should. I say it should be the one we, we do that. There's something about they keep throwing Jeff Jarrett near these belts, and there's something screwy about Mark Briscoe being the referee, right? Like, mm-hmm. <sighs> but they're not doing that with. Let, let let's be very very clear, they're not doing that with Mark Briscoe right now. 
You don't think they'll do something where he's like confused or like I, some... I don't think they're putting Mark Briscoe in a spot to look bad at this moment in time. I, you keep well, why would it be him looking bad? Yeah. Well, whether it's confused or helping heels, I don't think that. But remember, I don't, I don't there's think... a real friendship with him and Jay. You have to. You have to. No, acknowledge I, I understand. Story. I understand that, but I I don't think that's the move right now with Mark Briscoe. I, why I, is he here? I mean, that's the part I can't get past. Like, why is why are they doing this then? Like, why is it this doing, part of I, the whole story? Yeah, I I think honestly is is he he you know hugs FTR at the end. You get that moment. He kicks Jeff Jarrett in the face. It was something along whatever. those lines. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, I guess that's on brand for them. I mean, I'm gonna say the should is FTR. Obviously, the will. They just brought Karen into this. Like, I think the will is Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. I I hate that we're agreeing I don't on multiple like fronts, but we're agreeing on multiple fronts, man. Like, I think the should, of course, is FTR. I think the will is Jeff Jarrett and Jay. Like, what? Why are you going back to them? What? Why? When you say why is why is this a thing? Why are you sacrificing the acclaimed? What this doesn't make sense to just do this for the you're doing it because you decided some time ago or you told Jeff Jarrett that when he came to work for your company he was going to get to wear a belt again and you just weren't quite ready to do it the first time so now you got to force it this time. Um if FTR's happy again in the company, I don't think they care all that much about being the tag team champions. I think they just want to have you know, good matches and good feuds. And so, you know, if, if you can point them in that direction at some point, I think they'll be happy with that. Um, I, I, I don't, I think you're dancing around something when you say you don't have Mark Briscoe look bad. I, I gotta be, I gotta say this in the correct way. One, being a heel is not the same as reliving some of the things that he said in the past on Twitter. Those That's are, not, I, by the, I'm not talking about that at all. That's like, not what I'm talking about. I, I I hear you. I think even to say, what are you doing? What is, I got to say this the right way. What is Mark Briscoe exactly? Like, I found oh, man. Sorry. Siri wants to talk to me about what Mark Briscoe is. Um, oh, boy. You're pulling a Brandon right now. Right. So I don't. I mean, you are agreeing with me a lot. So it's too much of that. Uh, that's, why, that's why Siri came up. Mark Briscoe, oh God, how do I say this in the nice way? Mark Briscoe can only be the guy whose brother died for so long. Right. That's not a character in professional wrestling. And I don't, we've never seen them suggest that they believe that Mark Briscoe is something more than that. So what I would say is having Mark Briscoe join this Miss gang of Island of Misfit toys is more than otherwise what I think they ultimately feel about Mark Briscoe. Um, that that thing at the farm was fun. Like, I hate saying yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The farm thing was really good. It was fun and good television. And if that's if if you trust Sanjay Dutt and Jay Lethal is willing to be the straight man and. You know, if you're trusting of all of that, I think you can turn this into a ragtag, misfit toy, fun, 
kind of group for a, a month or so, and then ultimately maybe have Mark Briscoe turn on them at the end, you know, realize they don't actually care about him, whatever it is. But I, I, I don't, man, I, I don't see a reason not to do that other than to just, why would we ever do that? It's giving Jeff Jarrett a belt. And if that was the case, then why are you doing the match? What is the point of this match if Jeff Jarrett ends, is not winning? I don't understand any reason why this is a match that would exist if Jeff Jarrett wasn't winning. So that's where I am. I, I'm with you. I just I I and I agree with you that this isn't a, a thing you can do forever with Mark Briscoe. But I think it's still fresh enough that they don't that they would like a Mark Briscoe raising the hands of FTR moment at a pay-per-view. I still think that we're that we're close enough to that. Um, okay. and, and that's, that, that's where I, like, if it was honestly, if it was anyone else, but Mark Briscoe, I'd be like, Oh God, Jay lethal and Jeff Jarrett are absolutely 100% winning this. But that's the one thing that's holding me back and, and I can't get past it right now. So it shouldn't will FTR. If what you're saying is that the reason why the match is happening is because they just needed to pick opponents that nobody would care if they lose in order to give us that moment, I'll mm-hmm. I'll hear you. And, and and a strong enough heel team that would make it like yeah. really celebratory if Mark Briscoe hits them. I'll hear you on that. I just boy, I would I would all and I got to be honest with you, I would be offended. It's more degrading to Mark Briscoe. It's more to just keep dragging out the dead brother. I. I I mean, That's you're funny. right. It could be as simple as like Jeff Jarrett once, you know, tries to do something with the guitar or whatever, and Mark Briscoe right. hits him with yeah. it. Yeah. Right. And it could completely be that. But what I would say is if all you're intending to do with Mark Briscoe is he his brother died, that's offensive. That's so I, much. I agree. But by, by the way. It, that should be the end of this and putting him on track to be Ring of Honor champion or whatever you want to do with him as a single star since he says he won't go back in the tag division. Um, next up, for the TBS championship, Jade Cargill and Taya Valkyrie, who's not Lyra Valkyria. Valkyria <laughs> very different people. 100%. <laughs> uh, I'm first here. Yes. yes. Uh, shouldn't will Jade Cargill. I And I... Like, I, God bless them for trying to make it seem like there's something interesting about this. There's nothing interesting about this. Shouldn't will Jade Cargill? Uh, it, the only thing interesting about it is probably the biggest competitor Jade has faced in a while. I have to go through her matches, but I can't well, even she's think already of faced them. The, the, Bro, yeah. there's no probably there. Yeah, well, that's that's my point. Is like, this I'm, is the I'm only to go real through. person she's fought. Right. Since... God, who did she face last year? Was there like a Chris Statlander at one point or something? Yeah, yeah. I think there was a Chris Statlander at one show and then she got injured or whatever. Um, But yeah, yeah. So shouldn't well drink. Um, I'll tell you, like, like they are booking this in a way that makes you think about it. No, no. Might make you. That's one of us. Doesn't make me think about it even for a little bit. I'm saying... If, just by watching the show, like the way that they've done the match before, the way that they're doing all that, she's not going to win. But it does. I I paused for a second. Like, OK, they're not really doing this right. No, they're not. Um, should and will Jade Cargill. But for the record, the last significant one was Nyla Rose. And that was and a, even that is not that was November. Well, not, that's stop. That's Nyla Rose. That's a significant. But they have not treated her that way. Eh. In recent 
I mean, she's been an afterthought on the show. Maybe, maybe since then, I could argue, I could agree with that. But they, I'm not saying Nyla she's was, never anything. Nyla I'm just saying has been a very important part of AEW's women's division, and you can snicker at the idea that wait about AEW's women's division, but if we're going to acknowledge that it exists, she's been a very important part of the division since the start. Sure. But this list is laughable. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. I don't disagree with it. All right. Um, next, let's do the Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm. Is this me? me? Oh, Aaron. I think it's me. Um, you can make a good case for Tony Storm. I think you can. I'm not going to be the one to you make it right make now. The greatest case for Tony Storm. Storm because she's Tony, Tony Storm. Storm. Yes, I 100% agree. Um, but I think if someone in that group is winning, it's Soraya or Soraya. It's not Tony Storm. So Jamie Hayter should well. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think there's. Don't you want to tell an interesting story? I mean, there's an there's always an interesting story to tell when someone in the group who's not the main person, quote unquote, wins a title or is more successful than the other person. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, is this group supposed to be a thing? If they are, one of the members needs to win the title. And so for that reason, I'm saying should and will Tony Storm. So I, I'm going to agree with that part of, for the should. I, I think the other part that nobody wants to talk about is what are we doing here? You, right. you allow Jamie Hayter to be the champion only to continue to be in the shadow of the actual stars of the division. Like you've never actually like what you did with Tony storm and the interim championship was embarrassing enough. Now we got to acknowledge the part where you let Jamie Hayter be the real champion only to never actually treat her like the real champion. She's never been the focal point of a story. Soraya has been the focal point of this story. And this dumb group has been the focal point of this story. I, I, the answer should be, we'll try to do something to fix that and make Jamie hater. But I think at some point it's just, you have to acknowledge you've kind of screwed this up and there's nothing there. So to the point that not only should there be a champion at some point, like you've got to figure out what you're doing here. And it, is that letting Tony Storm win for her to turn on Soraya and set up Soraya versus Tony? Like something's got just to switch this out and do Soraya versus, ja, you know, Jamie Hayter still deals with the original problem that Jamie Hayter's never really been the story. Her as the champions never really mattered. So I think you're actually better off resetting the champion and then figuring out what you're doing from there. I just I just thought of the play. Tony Storm becomes champion. Tony Storm becomes, you know, queen mean girl, throws Soraya out, and then Soraya wins at Wembley. That would make a whole lot of sense, wouldn't it? Yeah, and, and yeah. that would be a big English, English match because they're both English. No, again, yes. to the point, if Soraya faces Jamie Hayter, it's still going to be a big, you know, like, let's not pretend like that wouldn't. But you don't have her as the face in that situation. Correct. And is, Correct. is Tony Storm a bigger star there than Jamie no, Hayter? Sir. Oh, the Jamie Hayter? Yeah. Yeah, I, I would say so. I, I absolutely believe Tony Storm is a bigger international star. That's what I mean. So if you want Tony versus Soraya to be a, a huge match at Wembley, yeah. I think that's the move. 
Um, yeah, should and will. Should and will Tony Storm for me. All right. And not just because she's Tony Storm, but that that does still matter. Let's make that abundantly clear. Adam Cole versus Chris Jericho in an unsanctioned match. This is me? Yes. Should and will Adam Cole. I should mention Sabu, now the uh, special yes. enforcer. I'm sorry. because Wonderful. Sure, why not? Should and will Adam Cole. Yeah. Uh, should and will Adam Cole. Yes, yep. 100%. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and then the Blackpool Combat Club against the Elite in an Anarchy in the Arena match. And this, by the way, the existence of this match, because I'm first here, back, I put these two back to back for reasons. This is a mistake. It's a mistake to try to do an unsanctioned match and an Anarchy in a, the Arena match on the same card. It's, it's not, you're doing too much mm-hmm. here. You can't. You can't pull off both of these things and have them uniquely stand out. You're going to end up just doing desperate things to try to make them seem different. At some point, it's just the same bit. Um, what well, one of them will be the well, heavy blood match. The other one will be yeah. hitting people with cars match. Well, I, I think what they'll do is it's going to be lar- this match will largely be in the ring and involve lots of weapons, while Anarchy in the arena is going to go all over the place, and that's how they'll try to differentiate it. Sure. I'm not going to say it's work, but I think that's how they're going to do it. Right. Uh, To the point. So, you know, what's relevant in this match is, is, you know, are are Adam Page and the rest of the elite going to absolutely work as a cohesive unit? Right. Like, that's the first, I think, relevant question about what what story. I have a more relevant question. Okay. What's, what, what's Don Callis going to do? Ah, that is a good point because that ultimately <laughs> is the story of the match, is the fight for the soul of Don Callis. <laughs> so that's the part that I struggle with because the should, I, I think, is the elite. And somebody would say, well, you know, hey, they're both teams, so there isn't really like one's a team, one's not a team. I think the should is the elite because they should be getting, they should be avenging that dastardly Don Callis, right? Like that's how pro wrestling's supposed to work. The will sort of comes down to what is the ultimate point of this? Where are you trying to get to with anyone in this process? And is Hangman Page just in the elite again? Or is it just a, Hey, we needed to even up the numbers for each, so this is convenient. We'll high-five, and then we can go our separate ways afterwards. Or are they trying to set something up with them moving forward? I don't I don't have the right answer to any of that. So I'm going to default to Will the Elite, but I have no idea if it really is Will the Elite or not. The real question of this match, besides the Don Callis question, is, is this the end of this feud or not? Um, blood and guts is typically around this time, but it hasn't been announced yet. And, and it's possible with collision and everything else that they're going to push it back. Um, so if blood and guts was right around the corner, I would say, well, you know, cheap heel win leading towards a blood and guts victory for the faces, which, you know, is wrestling 101 right there. But, you know, by this point, usually blood and guts has been announced. So that that's an interesting factor in it. Um, I do think that you reunite the elite for a reason. 
you don't have reunite them just to lose unless you're going to start a feud between whoever it is, Paige or whatever, if he's not really with them. That would be the only reason to me to have the Elite uh, lose here. So I'm going to say shouldn't will Elite, but there's a lot of dangling threads out there. Wait, could you you could even make this a best of three because you could do Stadium Stampede at Wembley. Good. Yeah. I mean, I get it. The, the idea of the, the stadium, stadium stampede. Was, yeah, uh, that, it was that's an just the stadium. Like, I understand that. Like, you can't, you can never recreate that by not having an empty stadium. But wasn't was but, this one an empty arena? Was the first Anarchy in the no, empty, no? The last last year was with the crowd. Yeah. Okay. But okay. Yeah, Anarchy in the arena is basically their version of Stadium Stampede, but with a crowd. Right. Got it. Got it. Brandon. I, I, should and will the elite. I I, I mean, I, I don't think you re- reunite the elite to lose. And then that brings us finally to MJF, Sammy, Darby and Jungle Boy. And by the way, we could obviously we could pick anything here. We I don't. Thankfully, I have d- disguised what it is that we're going to do with our picks for this match. So you could build up to the drama of it. Aaron, I don't know where you headed with this one. Uh, it, it's tough. It's tough. It could go a number of ways. Really interesting storylines. Uh, you know, all these guys are absolutely 100% ready for that step. And, and quite frankly, MJF is stale right now. I don't think we need him as champion. Shouldn't will MJF. Oh, God. I mean, yeah, you could make really good arguments for Jungle Boy to win the world title right now, right? Shouldn't will MJF. The only person that's even presented as a potential champion here, as I said a couple times, is Sammy. Sammy is the only other one of this group that you've looked at and said, "Okay, you're you're back on track. You're you're right back in there. So I would actually be interested in to see what the plan is with Sammy coming out of this. And do they acknowledge that Sammy has separated himself from the others in this group? But no, obviously, I mean, for God's sakes, like. It, it, the, the sad part about this is you almost can't justify it being the main event. Like, that's the the really sad part about this match. All right. And then uh, to start the weekend in uh, Jeddah, which, as we all know, is a place in our heart. Uh, wait, the, wait, real quick. That thing you said, though, do you do you think it's possible that they try to do like the, the arena match last just well, because they, of they've no. always the unsanctioned matches? Yeah. Like the spectacle of what it is would be the reason to put it on last or you're going to break the fucking, or sorry, you're going to break the ring and stuff. And so maybe it needs to be last. I'm trying to think with the last, how many times have they not had the world title? I guess they didn't have it at full gear that we went to in Baltimore because they had the unsanctioned but, match. But they, remember, they specifically called that a lights out match. Yes. So Stadium Stampede, that first Stadium Stampede in the COVID era, I think would be the only time that they haven't had the title as the main event. I'm trying to pull up a a list. Wait, what what about that uh, Orange Cassidy pack, uh, Kenny Omega met? That wasn't the main event, was it? Uh, was Cody Rhodes, Anthony Agogo the main event? No, that can't be it. No, I don't think so either. All right, hang on a second. I'm sorry. I'm Wait, but to... that, match, that might have been the Stadium Stampede. That that was the triple threat with Kenny. No, because that uh, was that was by the time I was in Vegas already. Uh, all, right, all right, hang on, hang on. You're going to 21. 
yes, in 21, double or nothing, the main event was the stadium stampede. So in, in both, so in, in 2020, it was also the in main 2020, event. In 2020, yes. Both years, the stadium stampede match was the yeah. main event at double or nothing. Okay. But again, I, they, I, were both, they were both at Daly's place, and they were both in the pandemic. However, the 2021, right. the 2021 one happened at that point there was a pretty good crowd back in the the building at that point in may of 2021 it wasn't full and they weren't back on the road yet right but but that but that, point, that was the first that, that was the first show that they had with fans right no because they had been doing like pockets of fans they had been doing oh they but th- this was the first time that they had like a, a semi-full crowd not yes. full full but it was semi-full. the first like really good crowd that they had had back like it was yeah it, it might have even been – in fact, it's listed as attendance of 5,200, which I, if I remember right, in that building, Daly's place. Yeah, it was it was pretty full. And that was – again, we're talking, yeah. we're talking yeah. about Memorial Day 2021, which uh, is Daly's right place, on – This uh, capacity is 5,500, so yeah. that's basically a full building Yeah. for 2021. So, you know. Is possible? it possible? Yeah. Especially with, with the elite and the Blackpool Combat Club and Anarchy and – like, that's – that's AEW right there. Well, and okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, because they did call the first one a lights out match, but have they always done the bit where they turn the lights out ahead of an unsanctioned match? No, no, unsanctioned is just you can't sue the company for anything that okay. happens. Right. And I feel like they've had unsanctioned matches middle of cards before, but okay. yeah, the lights out was the was the bit. Okay, all right, very good. Then no, I don't think that's the main event, but yes, to your point, Anarchy in the Arena abs could be the main event. I. I think it's a really tough thing to do. <sighs> I don't think you do it to MJF. I don't think you do it to MJF either, but boy, if there was a time. I mean, if like, there was. And, and this would, no one would really say it was. Again, you have the reuniting of the elite in uh, all I, elite I, I, wrestling. I think that's going to be the last match. I, I really do. I, I, I think that's what I, they do. I hear you, and I, I I wouldn't be surprised by it. I I just think it would be a rough look. It would be a really rough look. It, it would, especially with the, you don't, you don't justify the people saying that this isn't a title worthy match or whatever by not putting it in the main event. Well, but, or, or are you, are you forced to acknowledge it? Like, are, is there, is, are you at all worried about the crowd for the main event? If you do it as the main event, are you at all worried about and I don't know what a Vegas crowd is like. I don't know how international these events have been. Are you at all worried about the crowd souring on the match as a whole or maybe you're so confident that the match is going to be good that that doesn't happen? Yeah, but after, I, I, after you just had someone running people over with lawnmowers or whatever the <laughs> hell they're going to be doing in that other match, I would be concerned about that. I, to a I'd degree. be I'd be concerned. It wouldn't shock me if it's one of those things where it's like the entrances are a little quiet, though people will pop for MJF and, of course, sing Tarzan Boy and stuff. And the first few minutes are, you know, a little a little down, but they get it back. But I think I do think it's a concern. I do think it's a concern. So if you're concerned about it, just to Brandon's point, it would definitely be a way to address it. All right. Uh, let's let's get to it. Night of Champions, as I said, it's in Jeddah. That's a place in our heart. We begin uh, Intercontinental Championship match. Gunther and Mustafa <laughs> Ali. But can we talk about the other thing? Which other thing? Oh, did you see the uh, one report about a WrestleMania main event for next year that was floating? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gunther versus Cody? Yeah. Yeah. 
Look, I, I always said that if it wasn't going to be Roman, the guy to conquer for Cody is Gunter. If you can find a way to get the Intercontinental title off of him and the world title on him. Brock is better. I'm sorry. But I like this, I like depends, this too. It depends on the direction they go with Brock from here. And we will talk about that when we get it there. Do, it actually doesn't. Like, I, I'm no, sorry. It, it, it does. No, no, it no. Does. I, I'm sorry. It doesn't. Like, No, Brandon's point is relevant here. Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar no matter yeah, what. Yeah. Like, that, Come on. I, I, I know there's subtlety to the conversation, and I think maybe the more appropriate way of saying it is, is Brock at SummerSlam better than Gunther at WrestleMania? Well, and, and again, are they putting Cody on a track to do whatever? Like, can we just get to it? Like, are we going to Cody Triple H here in some way, shape, or form? I don't believe it. Well, in, no, no, there, was a, there was another report that said Bray Wyatt. Right. Like well, that, that doesn't make any like the, the segment we were given, if Triple H, you know, didn't announce his retirement and didn't have health issues, it would almost demand like I it don't, screams I don't Triple fully H. agree with that. I did not I take it that way in any way. Yeah, I don't. And I say not even that I not fully agree with that. I, I think you're ignoring the kind of eternal. They want Cody to look like Superman of Superman. Yes. And that's what that was. It really wasn't at all about Triple H. Like, it was just reminding everyone Cody's Superman. I think you dove a little bit further than what I actually thought they presented. Maybe. And it's very possible just the the, the knee pat, the body language from Triple H, and quite frankly, the use of Triple H. No, I think they just to me. I think they just presented like a lawsuit in the making of the company or <laughs> well, hip, that too. Hip violation or something like there, there's a there's it, a it lot of wild that like in the like the one comment I wanted to say about that presentation is like in this world where they you know they've had to combat the perception that wrestlers work unhealthily right or that they work through these injuries they shouldn't be and that they're trying to correct that it's insane that they do these storylines where like this you know where the or like the you know the concussion thing from nxt we talked about where it's like in storyline they're violating the thing that they wouldn't do in real life or whatever although they did let cody fight the way he he fought before but like you know you read the reports and all the medical professionals signed off on that right like you can't further injure yourself so go for it kind of thing um so it is a little cringy when they do these now just because you know how careful they are <laughs> that are the or at least they, how they purport to be careful right like they they say they are so it's kind of goofy when they do these well this guy is so amped up he's gonna fight anyway through this broken arm <laughs> um yes I, I i by the way aaron disappeared for a second so we'll get him back when we get him back yes i um i don't know no i don't get too worked up about any of that i really don't I mean, as long as it's not a concussion i guess it's correct. not that correct that's sort of where i am um I I thought it was over the top doing the Cody Superman bit on Monday night, but I I never felt anything. I am admittedly intrigued. Like I'm I'm in two different places at once. I'm intrigued by the idea that they 
really do believe that strongly in Gunther that they think they can turn him in before WrestleMania by next year to not only the champion, but the champion that we're desperately to see Cody overcome. I I kind of love that because it requires a certain amount of work in order to get there. And so if they're really well, willing to do that work, then hell yeah, I'm all in for that. Plus you have, the, the, plus you have the, the prologue to it already with the rumble. Correct. You know, correct. You've already written the prologue, so that's kind of cool. Well, yes, unfortunately, they just had Gunther be the face that time, which was <laughs> really, really weird bit. Um, at, at the same time, do I trust that they'll get it right? No, of course I don't trust that they'll get it right. How can I trust that? Um, I don't trust anything. But is it intriguing? And if they're not doing Cody Rhodes Brock and... Again, to to get there does still require a few different dominoes to fall if they're not intending for this to extend out to SummerSlam and and also get the belt on Brock somehow in between those two things, then I I, I like Cody Gunther a lot. I actually don't know that I hate the idea of it being Cody Gunther even if you were to have Cody go over Brock at SummerSlam. Like I think you create a scenario yeah. Where Cody wins, achieves the moment, Brock's a great opponent for that, then early in the fall runs into this brick wall that is Gunther and then spends the better part of the rest of the year and into WrestleMania season trying to – you create an entirely new storyline there that works for Cody after completing the journey is over. So I don't know. There's a few layers of this that I kind of like. Like I'm – I read that and I felt some juice yeah. about that. Like I felt there was something kind of cool about it when I read it. Do any of those layers involve Mustafa Ali beating Gunther at Night of Champions? I know, admittedly, none of those things, which is, I guess, where we were headed. So let's get back to it. Yes, uh, for the Intercontinental Championship, Gunther and Mustafa Ali. I don't remember whose turn it was. So because it's just the two of us at the moment until. Um, yeah. Yeah, Aaron puts out the fire. Well, I'll I'm reset. okay. You go ahead. I'm positive, positively sure that Gunther is going to kill him. So, hundred yes, percent, we are. In <laughs> Should and will Gunther. We are in complete and total agreement. Um, so let's go to let's go to the the women's matches because there's three of them. We'll begin with Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Um, this one to me is a little bit more interesting. Yeah. Because I it, this 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 isn't ending here, right? I mean, like, you would think they would want it at SummerSlam with some kind of stipulation behind it or something. And if that's the case, then it kind of demands that Trish Stratus Trish wins, wins, right? Here. Yeah. So, you know, however you want to say should, like the should is complicated. I, I'll say should Becky, but that's in context. Will to me is. I think Trish has to win here. I yeah. Don't know. I, oh, I'm back. Aaron's I'm back, back here. He's back. Yeah. Yes. Um, the thing is, as you're wait, right. Wait, wait, but, wait, wait. Hold on. We really need to know who you think is going to win. Oh, yeah. Very win. important. Right. Yeah. Between Gunther and Mustafa Ali. Could be anything. It, it, it's it's really, really tough. And it's such a huge match. I just pulled up Bet Online and they don't even spell Mustafa Ali's name correctly. <laughs> so. Um, uh, I think that kind of says it all about Becky and Trish. You're right. They want like a, a big stakes match. 
but I don't know that they don't view Saudi Arabia as a big stakes match. Like they shouldn't. It's not. But let me ask you. They like to pretend it sometimes. Let me ask you this: if 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 it is right, do you see Becky Lynch? competing against Rhea at SummerSlam. Is that the, do you think that's the match? I think it's a very reasonable match. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's I mean probably the biggest match you could do right now. I'm trying to go through it. And again, I'm I'm still so confused about the when I sent that it text, makes my uh, head hurt because the SmackDown title is on yeah, Raw and when, the Raw titles. When, when I when I texted you guys, I was like, wait, they just had Bianca and Asuka on Raw. It's because I'm thinking of the highlights with the Raw title belt. I'm like, oh, that had to happen on Raw. Um, yeah, that that's really confusing. So, but yeah, I, th- I think Becky Rhea makes a lot of sense. So let me let me go back to one thing. I think your point is more relevant if the reason why Trish Stratus is here is because of the Saudi Arabian money. And them demanding it. Like, if the only reason why Trish Stratus showed up before WrestleMania is because they were setting all of this up for they wanted Trish Stratus to have a, ma- a match in Saudi Arabia, sure. then yes. Yes. 100% yes. This could just be the end of it. Yeah. But I would almost say at that point, why make it the end of it? Right? Like, you don't you don't need this to be. The, you could accomplish both things. You could both give the Saudis what they want and drag this thing out. To get one more, even if it's not SummerSlam, to your point. Right. Could money in the bank. It could be oh. in the bank in London. Yeah. And create another. Why end this now? Would would really be my question. And why bring Trish Stratus back and literally not have her get a win in this process? Like. It's fair. It, if it's one match, it's one match, and she's just there to put somebody over. She's been back for months. Like, yeah, and she's been well, on a lot of shows. When, when is Money in the Bank? Uh, July 1st. Is, is there anything between – there's nothing between now and then? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. No. Yeah. So I, I would just – I don't know. You're right. It absolutely could be that in, in figuring out the, the calculus of this, the real answer is – this only happened because the Saudis were willing to pay to get Trish Stratus, and so all of this ends here. But it doesn't have to end here. No, and especially that, with and, money in the bank. And it doesn't mean that it has to end, to your point. It doesn't have to be at SummerSlam. You could position Becky right back into a championship match at SummerSlam, but it could also still be SummerSlam. I guess like you could add one more big match onto the card at SummerSlam, too. You could come up with two compelling championship matches and a third significant women's match um, if you wanted to at SummerSlam. Although, as we pointed out last week, they don't have the ticket problem that I thought that they had for um, SummerSlam. So it might it might not be necessary. I just don't think it's necessary for it to end now. And that's sort of my point and why I think Trish wins. That, I, I think it's perfectly fair. I, do, I don't think this is a no doubt about it. Becky wins match. I just do feel that it is a Becky wins match. So, yeah, shouldn't will yeah. Becky. Yep. Yeah, mine should Becky uh, will Trish. Uh, Bianca and Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Aaron. Hmm. Could make you know, an we, argument. You could make I, an I, argument. I, 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 yes, you could make a great argument. But the the thing that I would be coming back to is if this is, if you were going to have Asuka win, why did Asuka not win at WrestleMania? But and I have that, I have I have evidence oh, you, to suggest you, you have an answer. OK, I mean, 
that's the that's the one thing. No, 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 was, not a good answer. It's the clusterfuck answer. answer. That that's fu- any sort of answer, and that's they did that's the, the same one- thing with Ronda and Charlotte. Ronda lost at Mania and beat her at a random other thing. But right? they didn't even really beat her because that was Nikki Cro- Nikki Ash coming in and, and cashing in, right? Didn't Ronda win the belt? And then immediately Nikki. Hit. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Because they wanted to do. Because they wanted to. But that was also they wanted to have that feud. They wanted to have multiple matches right in a row. Like if Bianca. My, had, my only my only point is Charlotte yeah. fought Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania. Yes. 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 And then Charlotte Ronda, beat her, and yeah. then Ronda beat her at a random other show. Yes. Yeah. So they've done this before. Whether you want to add all the other shit yeah. to the end to it or not they, like, they've done they've okay you're right they've done it before there were mitigating circumstances to that because charlotte then left for a while and, and all that other nonsense but yes they have done it before and by the way and, and by that, the way how do we not know that bianca is going to go on vacation we, for a month and a half like we don't know you know we, we don't know it but and honestly i think if they were doing that they well, again it's how big do they want this show to be and they, was, did, and they didn't do oscar and they didn't do the heel turn till after Mania either. Like that was the, that match was kind of she leaned a little. Yeah. But you're you're talking you're talking me into it because I'm kind of at the point right now where the should should be Asuka. And the big thing that's holding me back is why didn't they do this at WrestleMania? So, well, yeah, well, could, well, I'll give you another answer. Why? Because they wanted to say she was the longest reigning champion or whatever. And has she has she surpassed that in the. Yes, six they did. The, or, they did the celebration on Smackdown. Okay, again, and more. yeah, if you're if we're just doing this for the numbers, because the numbers are the numbers are the numbers. Okay, look, you've talked me into it. Shouldn't will Oscar? <laughs> yeah, the, but the idiocy, as we pointed out. But by the way, when we keep saying the numbers and numbers and numbers, Brandon brought up the wouldn't you have her do something with Trish? They wasted that. They wasted the opportunity yeah. for Trish to be involved in her surpassing this make believe record. That's not even so real. dumb. It's, yeah, it's a qualified record. But if you um, care about it, you think they would do the thing, you know? And, and they're not having Roman Reigns defend on his thousandth day, <laughs> which is just unbelievable. Just so unfathomable. Well, the, like, th- the thousandth day is tomorrow. I think I saw the 27th. The, they, they should have I, had him defend on SmackDown then. Yeah. Well, yeah. no. I mean, are you sure it was tomorrow? I thought the thousandth day said was Saturday. Oh, uh, no, I'm. it's my bad. It's past midnight, and I'm looking at the wrong date on the computer. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't it, realize the, the day thousand... had changed. Yes, you're right. The, literally the day <laughs> of the 1,000 days. You can create a thing. Will, you can make it seem like somehow, because technically the dirty little secret is even if he got to Saturday morning, it'd be the 1,000th day. But in Bizarro WWE Universe world, you could make the match about, will he get to 1,000 days? Well, Will he? Will his thousandth day be ruined? Something along those lines. Well, if you no, really want, yeah. Because yeah, you could say that the clock starts. Oh yeah, because he didn't win it until eleven o'clock. Right. Whatever. So yeah. You wouldn't actually get to one thousand full days. Yeah, true, because it would be the end of the pay per view. Right. Exactly. This is not hard. It's why if this number matters at all, why just have him face Ricochet for F's sake, like. What is this? Why pretend like these numbers matter when you clearly don't actually care about these numbers? The dumbest thing ever. Sorry. Go ahead, Brandon. 
Um, yeah, no, I I think that I listen. I'm going to say the same thing I said at WrestleMania. I think it's time, and I'm going to say should and will Oscar. I don't have confidence that they actually will do it, but I'm going to will it into the world by saying the will is Oscar. I I I just think. It's time. I think they've got to do something with these two women's championships. They got to change the names of them. They got to do something. You can't keep having the Raw belt on SmackDown and the SmackDown belt on Raw. Aaron sends er er error text messages because of it. We got to right the wrongs here. And I think if you, I think in a title change, then you could have her come out and basically rebrand the title on Raw. (laughs) <laughs> or whatever fucking show they're on. SmackDown, sorry. On SmackDown. Um, I'm going to say this should, it shouldn't will Oscar. It should have been at WrestleMania. And uh, even more so now that she's a heel and give her like a reign of terror. The one other layer that I would add is that a traditional three match series, especially now to Brandon's point about Asuka, would have the heel win the second match if the face is going to come out on top. Like... Have the face win at first, then the heel wins for the face to come out on top in the end. So I actually am not struggling with the why did she win at WrestleMania all that much. Like, I I don't know. If Asuka had never been championed before, then I think you could argue that it demanded her winning at WrestleMania. If she was going to be a face champion, then I would argue that she demanded she win at WrestleMania. I don't think an Asuka heel championship win needed to happen at WrestleMania. So right, right, that's more of a face thing, right? Yeah, I I'm should and will Oscar as well. I I mean, I'm definitely should for sure. Wait, I'm. Sure. By the way, I don't think she's past Trish yet. What's the... that celebration was about them being in Knoxville? No, it was they did the celebration for longest reigning in Knoxville. It wasn't just because she was in Knoxville. But she's at 400 and some days. Like she's yeah, at, and Trish Trish's reign was 450. Oh, I thought when I did the math, the Saudi Arabia show was like when it it was well past it. But okay, well, no, when I did the math, it was right before it, and that's why I thought they should do the match at Saudi Arabia. <laughs> that's right. Uh, okay, so they on May on May seventh. They had her send out a tweet that said, we did it, 399 days, longest reigning Raw Women's Champion, longest reigning Women's Champion of the modern era. The modern, what does the modern era mean to them? Well, that's the, you mean. Yeah. I mean, right, because right now she's 417 and Trish was four, I'm looking at 448. I, I, I think I read somewhere that, like, didn't they say Trish was injured through, like, half of those days or something? Why so, the hell does that uh, matter? No, no, okay, so there's something up. They're apparently, they are, were recognizing Becky Lynch's 398 right. day. Which is the, the Raw, the longest reigning Raw champion. And But that's apparently what they're having her use as the modern era. So is wait is like is is the the divas revolution the women's revolution the modern era to them? I, Makes I sense. Guess. They yeah, are, I, I I think they're they're cutting that off. They're saying the the women's revolution is the modern era of women's wrestling. She sent out a tweet that said, "Longest yeah. reigning women's yeah. champion of the modern era" on May seventh. Yep. Uh, I <laughs> they're they're acknowledging that now to the point there would still seem to pre- the the problem I guess for them is that if they acknowledge Trish's run, 
then they'd have to cut it off because Rockin' Robin had a 502-day run. So can I mean Rockin' Robin? You're talking late 80s, early 90s. I understand, and they can just make everything up. Like I get, they yeah. can just. And, and they you definitely can't it. count like the Moolah because he. Well, yeah, you're not you're not counting. <laughs> yeah, no one's ever gonna surpass yeah. Moolah. But but the, but also she like owned the belt. Like it was like. Like that I'm, was a different. I, I'm thing. good if you're talking about like. Look, they they deactivated Rock and Robin's run, and if you see, if you want to say the modern era started with the London Blaze, makes sense to me. I guess, but they, you know, like th- this is why all this is so. Stupid. Yes. <laughs> this is so incredibly dumb. All right, uh, here are your three the triple main events. <laughs> are they still, really I, saying that? Oh yeah. Said it like a hundred times. <laughs> Billy, did you not watch the show? I yeah. did. I just missed that. Oh god, they couldn't have said anything. Um, for the tagged, it's I guess it's happening. The tag team championship match. Yeah, I saw out. pictures of both of them there, so yep, there it's happening. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn against Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. Brandon. Oh, really? Okay. This is going to be a conversation. So, what do you do here? I mean, like, I think the obvious thing is, for me, and again, when I say obvious, I'm taking aside the fact that they don't let Roman Reigns lose even tag matches. So, if you take that part out of it, it should be the Usos inadvertently costing them the match. Mm-hmm. And Sammy and Kevin win, but but will they do that? Will they do that? I think it would be a big moment if they did that. I think it would move the story forward if they did that. I think we have enough evidence to suggest that the crowd, because like this has always been a concern, right? Is the crowd following the product? Do they know what's going on? I think we now have enough evidence to suggest they do because they were chanting for Sammy Zayn at the last show at the press conference. And so because of that, that's probably why he's on this show, um, among other things that fell their way or whatever. Um, So I do think you could do a moment like that at this show, considering that. I don't think it's ideal, but I think you can, because I think the crowd will react appropriately, considering they were doing the same thing the American audience was doing during that Sammy uh, storyline. So... I just I'm I'm curious as the will like what's the will and I what what do you guys think like like what do they do here you have to give an answer <laughs> I, well the should is Kevin Kevin and Sammy I'm gonna say the the will is Kevin and Sammy but I I'm curious. Kind of pull the Roy Kent right there with the yeah. under the press. No, that was the point. That was the that was. The I know. Exact. I just I, I was just saying. I, I hear that. I'm just like, oh wow, you just went <laughs> right just into got Roy Kent. I watching the episode right before we got on. So so obviously you know, I, and I brought it up last week, right? Like you can't do either thing. But as much as we say they don't even let him lose, they did let him lose the one in December. Yeah. Now that was John Cena. So I'm not sure in their world how they rank the what we allow people to do and what we don't allow people to do thing. The answer is, of course, the but but if you're going down that road, you've got to be preparing for a full on bloodline breakup. And I'm not. If Cody Rhodes isn't beating Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, what kind of is the point of the bloodline breakup at this point? Unless 
it's because you're ready to elevate Jey Uso again. And or I, unless this is the cop out to keep the other belt on Roman is that you give the tag belts to Roman and Solo and then that feud is them and the Usos. And then you don't have to do title matches. For <laughs> then you don't six have to months. worry about a title match ever right. for Roman Reigns. Right. Well, no, but I, I do think that whether or not they're ready to like you can elevate Jey Uso without having him win. And that's a, a perfectly good feud for the summer. And then whatever you do coming out of it, whether yeah. or not, you know. But that's I don't really want you doing Jey Uso unless you're going to let him win. <laughs> like, I really I, I understand that. I, I understand. have no appetite for. And if you're not doing that at WrestleMania, he's not winning. Well, I mean, SummerSlam is a big pay per view too. I just and don't think. But we're too, it's too soon, though. Like we don't have we don't have time to do that in a justifiable you, you way. You say that, but every time they give me the taste again, I'm reminded <laughs> you don't need to do that, right? Like I said this. Yeah, after, there's enough backlog. That's true. That we then that night when they and it was so beautiful what they did at the Royal Rumble. But that night, when it had disappeared from my brain forever, all of a sudden it came rushing back to me. Oh, my God, it's Jay. It's always been Jay, 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 Jay. And if you're willing to go back there, if you are willing to flirt with it again coming out of this, I absolutely can be put right back into that mind frame going into SummerSlam. Do I believe they'll do it? Not a chance in hell. (laughs) And because of that, I don't want it. I don't want you to go there unless you're doing it. Could they anyway? Of course, right? Like, of course they could. If you're doing that, though, wouldn't you want him to have to go through solo first? Well, but you have a pay-per-view to do that. You have money in the bank. Yeah, you you have that as the match, and and it's Jay doesn't want to fight solo, but this is a punishment thing. This is the tribal chief ordering it to happen. Or even, or even, or even he's part of money in the bank and solo. I don't know. There's something there. I just think you can do it. You have the time to do it is the point, but yeah. Again, this comes back to two different things. Could they do it? Of course they could do it again. If he's not winning, I don't want them to do it. I don't want them to just, and, and I don't think if unless the turn happens here, I don't think you can do it. I, Cause I think that doesn't give you enough time. Then you, what do you well, do? I, Immediately you know, turn I, him I, on I, SmackDown. No, you don't. We have to saw how long it took them to have Kevin Owens join I think, Sami Zayn. I think, I think it's inadvertent. If you want to map this out, it's inadvertent here. It's Jay, you know, Ben Jimmy pleading their cases for a few weeks. Tribal Chief orders uh, Solo versus Jay at Money in the Bank or at a big SmackDown or exactly, you know, exactly how you want to. Can't be at a big SmackDown. That can't happen on SmackDown. Solo versus Jay can't happen on SmackDown. No. Not if Why not if I it's an anointed. It? Not if it's supposed to elevate him to Roman. That can't be on SmackDown. I think well, that I, needs to be a real thing. I, hang on a second. Why do I remember there being a significant SmackDown last year around late June? The Fourth of July. They did a Fourth of July show. Did did Riddle get his title match right before? Because he wasn't because Roman wasn't at Money in the Bank, so you had him do something significant right before Money that in the Bank. Might be what I'm remembering, and I remember us talking about it for a couple of weeks leading up as them they were announcing not even just because of Roman, but they were clearly pointing out something as they were trying to tell us it was a significant SmackDown. Yeah, Roman Reigns defeated Riddle on June 17th. 
is that would that check out to be the first SmackDown after the NBA playoffs are over? Possibly. No, but the reason they did that is because they were in Minnesota and Brock Lesnar came out. Brock Lesnar came out? Yeah, that's when Brock Lesnar came out right after the match. Was, that, that was, was it that early? I, 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 for some reason, I thought that happened after. It happened immediately the after the match, so it okay. had to be that yeah. early. Okay, yeah, okay, that's fine. So I think that was – remember we all came on and we were like, oh, we weren't thinking about it being in Minnesota, and that set up the yeah. SummerSlam match. There, there is that. Yeah, but Brandon, to the point, they could have flown Brock Lesnar to Portland if they wanted <laughs> Like, I mean, I, I know what you're saying, but, 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 the, by the, but by the summer way, slam was July about, 30th. But anyway, this Jay solo match, it doesn't even have to have an ending. It just has to end with Jay saying, fuck yeah, you, I'm done with this. I, I disagree. If you're doing this as a SummerSlam main event, you absolutely have to have Jay beat solo. Yeah. 1,000. Okay, that's, that, that's fine. But then I, I still think I don't see a reason why that can't happen on a big SmackDown. Um, I get what Brandon's saying. I'm, I, I am going to push back a little bit on that too and say, you can do it. I would prefer that you didn't. I would prefer that you did it at Money in the Bank, particularly. If Jay is beating Roman Reigns. Sure. He needs oh, paper. No, 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 no. We're not, I'm not, I'm not entertaining that notion. But we're saying that he shouldn't be in the match unless he's that's winning. That's fine, but I'm just, I'm laying out a, a map that's just him having the match. Because I'm not entertaining no, the No, I don't want any of that. I'm not, we're not going with want right now. We're going with what could they be doing. They, they, they I, that would be a borderline burn it down moment to do that. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's burning down, but I know I'd hate it. Like, I, I, yeah, I was, I was going to say, we, I, I, disagree with that is burn it down because it's it's a functional storyline borderline yeah but it's but burn it down is when you just completely blow up storylines and this is but and it's it, partially it kind because of I've is never, that though it's kind I've of never, shotgunning I've something that could be my, way better if you had more time i just i i never believed that jay could would well, not could would beat roman so i feel well, about we've it already done the matches where he lost so like why even do it again then I guess that well then the question is why do a, a, a definitive breakup as opposed to just like uh I'm done with this I, and I and it could just be that they're gonna end up doing a I'm done with this and not have anything to do with one another it's just hard to do that what's the point of that like why right like why? you can you can you can do that like again if he this is Roman Cody at SummerSlam somehow for, forget the fact that it probably can't happen that way but let's just pretend for a second that it could and you did an Usos walk out on the SmackDown before SummerSlam knowing that Roman's going away for a bit and you kind of make that clean break you give him that moment of walking away okay but as long as Roman and the Usos are going to be there you can't have a walk away without a continued. Uh, presence of one another but roman's not gonna be always be there so there is that well but do they care i mean that it, yeah. eternally that's the do they care if roman but is? but R- roman's not going to be there but solo's going to be there right like they're so going i mean you could do something where there. the usos keep solo from interfering in the match and that's you know ultimately by the way when he does someday lose you have to answer that question because he's won every match that way. Sure. So you, you 100%. Have to, when he you, loses, the Usos can't be involved and arguably and Solo someone can't has be to involved. neutralize Solo, yeah. right? Like they can't. Yeah. 
and Paul Heyman's Paul Heyman, but like the the, the competitor should be able to handle the Paul Heyman part of it, yes. right? But like the rest of it, you have to have an answer for that, or it's real lazy. Like if mm-hmm. you know, I I mean that's the argument for Cody losing at WrestleMania, right? Is that there was no true answer to all that stuff, and and if you can't provide that answer, he can't lose. Because you've done all that work, and it would be a betrayal to every person that ever lost to him. It goes back to Glenn's question. Why do you have them inadvertently cost Roman if there's not going to be a way to pay off them uh, inadvertently beating Roman? What doesn't make sense is for them to inadvertently cost Roman, and then everybody... Just be happy afterwards? Oh, no. I think it leads to a longer storyline, for sure. And that requires there to be what? Is, is it okay to just – can the blow-off to that just be Roman and Solo versus the Usos, and that's all you need? Like, I, I think if you're doing this, it essentially requires you to be going down the road of Roman versus Jay, which is what creates the, – the, the, the whole problem is so abominable. This match – is this the existence of this match is the burn it down moment like the ex- it, this is a conundrum wrapped in a riddle wrapped it there is no way that this should be happening now the only thing that you can hope is that the fact that it is happening is evidence that they have some sort of plan because it can't be explained otherwise why would you ever do this match if you didn't have some sort of plan i just am very nervous that the plan isn't good that the plan is stupid. Um, I'm extraordinarily nervous about that. And I have every right to be extraordinarily nervous that it is a dumb, dumb plan, whatever it is. Good times. Cool. So what's happening in the match? <laughs> okay. I said, well, I said, should Kevin and Sammy yep. will. Ugh, I'll say yep. Kevin and Sammy, but I don't feel good about it. Yeah. And I'm. Uh, should Kevin and Sammy and yeah, I I just yes, will Kevin and Sammy sure. Yeah, or it could should be will. some dusty finish DQ bullshit too. There is that. Mm. Next next main event main main event Cody Rhodes Brock Lesnar me oh good me um again this goes back to the you know what are we doing here. Where are we going on all angles of it? Where are we going? I would say, again, I I can't. I know we just did this with Seth Rollins. So it's totally possible that Cody Rhodes could just roll through Brock Lesnar multiple times. It's weird. If Cody Rhodes wins, it seems like it demands the scenario that I had talked about. No, no. Brock Lesnar has to win this. Take it all back. Shouldn't will Brock Lesnar. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it's me. Stop trying to jump. Um, <laughs> uh, if Cody wins here, Cody has to win the title at SummerSlam, whether they're going to just throw it on whoever and then have him win, whatever it is. Like, if Cody wins this match, he has to win the title at SummerSlam. I don't believe he's winning the title at SummerSlam. So for a number of reasons, Brock Lesnar has to win this match, should and will Brock. I mean, they've already given you the reason why he's going to lose, right? Like, they're 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 making you think it's an overcome, but I think it's more likely an excuse for his loss. 
Um, I might take it a step further and say, will it even be a loss or it'll just be another beat down that doesn't even that there's no match or something, you know, like there could be some thing like that. This is definitely Hate going that. to another match. Hate so, that. What'd you say? Hate that. Yeah. yeah I was going like, to say, you know, if you're, if you, every, anytime you have Brock Lesnar, like you, there's that's in play with the crappy finishes. So I'm, I'm going to say should and will Brock, but I'm just, but I think the more secure thing to say is Cody's not beating Brock here. And there might some be other things happening other than Brock Lesnar just winning, but I'm going to say shouldn't will Brock wins, but you know, I do think there's an asterisk of a potential, you know, million refs situation of him just like putting the steps on his arm before the match and stuff like that. But yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Not that I All like right. it. Yep. And finally for the world heavyweight championship, Seth Rollins, AJ Styles. The should. I still keep coming back to the AJ Styles as a heel champion as the should. And I, I think there's just the most you can get out of it. That being said, everything yep. they've done mm-hmm. has screamed. This is Seth Rollins. This is about the workhorse champion. This is about viewing it as a reward for everything that Seth Rollins has done through the pandemic era, through these past few years, you know, the, after his character change, we talked about how much he lost, how much he's put basically everybody over in feuds. And this is the reward. So I'm going to say, should heal AJ will Seth Rollins, and they will figure out what to do after that. Yeah. I think, I think Seth Rollins is winning. I think it's, I I think it's the should too, just because I think you've told the story with the character that, feels like he should be winning a world championship at this point. Um, told the story might be a strong term, but you've presented a character that should win the world championship, I guess is a better way to say it. Just the presentation, the crowd response, all of those things. Um, and I think AJ Styles is only here just to make this a five-star match. I really do feel that way. Um, I don't think... I mean, I would love to see AJ Styles win the championship here. I just don't does not feel like his moment. I'm going to say should and will Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Again, is is both of you point, like there's just so many problems here. Like it's why I'm still not allowing the Brock Lesnar aspect to escape from my mind. Sure, like, sure. I, I, it's and it makes no sense because there's nothing that suggests that they're going to do that. And as you keep pointing out, Brandon, like. Brock Lesnar doesn't even stay till the end of these pay-per-views. How could it possibly happen? But everything about this is weird. Like, I can't paint a picture. Is there a Drew McIntyre? Yeah, Drew McIntyre. It could be Drew McIntyre. But I still struggle with that one, right? Like, I struggle with what the direction is. Is Seth versus heel Drew a SummerSlam match? It can be. And again, as we pointed out. Yeah, and and that's. You know, that's the play if you're going with face sure. Seth as champion. And, and again, I have to keep remembering that my concern was I thought they still needed to sell tickets. And as we learned last week, they don't really that's not that's not in their plans. They don't. But, but even if you did. Right. You still have Cody Brock, which has been elevated past the championship match at this point. And you can sure. like it or you can not like it. But that's but it, the truth. It feels like it should be a championship match. Right. Like, I just, sure. I, I, it feels like. 
that should have been happening. And Seth versus heel Drew in comparison doesn't feel right. I get it. What you're saying is, well, you get to have both things. You get to have a relevant championship match and you get to have Cody Brock. Yeah. Like, yes. I mean, you essentially could create a card where you could make an argument, potentially, depending on what the women's matches shake out to be, that you have five main events, basically. Mm -hmm. You've got the special attraction match with Lesnar, the two championship men's matches, which we haven't had in two years or whatever. Um, the t- and then the women's matches are shaping up to be unbelievable, depending on which way they go. But like, I think we all assume at least one of them could be Rhea Ripley and Becky. And the other one could be either Bianca or Oscar against a number of, like Charlotte Flair or something. So you, you could have some really big I mean, you could have five arguable main events on SummerSlam if you do it that way. Well, and at some point, you might address the fact that you have one tag team champion and two shows. Um, <sighs> that, too. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, of the two scenarios, I agree that Seth Rollins is the answer. But you still have this Seth-Cody problem that you have to deal with at some point. Not that I'm suggesting that's what you should do at SummerSlam, because we all know what the problem is there. You got to. You can with... keep them apart if you really wanted to. At least for a they're while. on the same show, my friend. Yeah, but you have Brock for through SummerSlam. You yeah, don't have but, to worry but about I know. That. But as soon as you don't have Brock, though, it becomes. Well, sure. A... Once you hit the and you're wall, not going to then... have Brock every week through SummerSlam. But we don't know if we're going to have Although... Cody every week if he gets his arm broken. That's true, and that might be part of the point of this: is to vamp him out a little bit. You know. Like, he'll be there, but he'll be there so people can go, whoa, like. But but that's okay. He's still there. And if he's there, right. you have to deal with this at some point. Like, you can't. Keep by, by the way, we do have to be fair. And I know we've said it multiple times, but I just want to bring up Brock Lesnar has been there. He he has been there every, almost every yeah, week, no, if not every week. Yeah. You're right. But how long does that continue is the point. Like, Good, good question. But I think it's 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 a little bit. I don't know what the word for it is, but it's a little bit whatever to question that at this point, because now we're like three months into him being there every week. I, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I still think assuming that's the case. No, we're not. I'm just saying like we we're past the, the part where he showed up once a month. Like that's not happening. Right well, now. Yeah, okay, but... I, th- th- this is a you had the WrestleMania Puerto Rico, Saudi Arabia triumvirate there. Now, granted, you well, have London. But but, but again, they've always done that stuff, and he's never been there every week. Right. Like, London, this is, this is weird. a pretty good combo coming out of it. Yeah. Yes, it could be that Brock Lesnar is there every week. My point is that if Seth's the champion and Cody is the focal point of the show, at some point, they already have, obviously. They yes. had them walk past each other. They, yeah, they did that at, on purpose. Yes. At some point, that has to be dealt with. Can yes. you get through SummerSlam and deal with it in the fall? Sure. Is the fall when you want to deal with it, when everybody's watching football? But we do, and we do have to talk about that moment. Like, was that, was that them telling us that's a SummerSlam match? And and it very well could be, but as we, there are lots of pratfalls with that. I was going to say, I, that shouldn't be the SummerSlam match. We can say it 100% shouldn't be. But but again, like we have to have the conversation about why did they do that on the show? Well, because they have to acknowledge it. They can't pretend like it doesn't exist. They can't do that. So I'll I'll go a step beyond. Aaron, I know why you're saying shouldn't. And for the most part, we've agreed about that subject. We've at least acknowledged the awkwardness of it. 
at some point do you have to put aside that and say, but there's a bigger pain to pretending like this doesn't exist. And if it requires us to do a better job of writing how this works at SummerSlam and putting the effort into figuring out a way to make it work at SummerSlam, do we have well, to do that because everything else is a bigger pain? Here's the, Well, here's the other question. Do you have to have Seth be the champion past SummerSlam? No. Whether whether it's heel Drew, whether it's you find a way to for Gunter to get involved or whatnot. If we're saying that it's Brock Cody at SummerSlam and we're just saying at some point, you know, after SummerSlam, we can worry about it. Seth Rollins might not be champion after SummerSlam and then you don't have to worry about it. I mean, you do have to remember money in the bank is is coming up. So that's going to be a, a, a part of this conversation, too. Well, it could be, or the Money in the Bank guy could be on SmackDown. Um, yeah. Although, yes. Well, it depends on how they word it. If they say that you can challenge right. for any title, well, then I hear you. I hear you. Um, but again, like I, I think there's especially with all the weirdness we're talking about, have Seth lose at SummerSlam clears up a lot of issues. But so then, when are you addressing Seth and Cody then? You don't. I mean, if That's there's no title not... involved, no, no, if there's if there's no title involved, if we're going from Cody is looking at Brock to Cody is looking to get the title, there is no that you can sidestep Seth for a lot of reasons. I, I think you're asking for an awful lot for two guys to be on the same show for a long time and never deal with the fact that one of them put the other one on the shelf for nine months. I think that's an extraordinary... I, I mean, it's... And by the way, this problem wouldn't it be a thing if they didn't do the segment months. on Raw. Yeah, uh, by the way, did did you like how the fact that a six-month absence somehow ended up, ended up, according to Triple H, is over a year on the shelf? Right, How yeah. did that happen? I know, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. But I, like, I think it's extraordinary to say we never... I, and I would also say it's... As, as much as we think it's awkward that they would do this at this element... It's it's almost dereliction of duty in pro wrestling to not like how how, how do you just never deal with that? I, man, it's complicated. I mean, here's here's the truth. And and it's something that struck me on Monday. And it's one of the many reasons why it's so much cleaner to have somehow, you know, whether it's you, if you even want to make it face AJ, that's fine. Seth should be going after Roman. Like half of that promo was him cutting on Roman. Seth has the win over Roman at Royal Rumble last year. The DQ win, but, see, but I, a win nonetheless. I took, I took that differently because he was asked a question. And I thought that was them trying to frame this title. I the understand. Way been framing but, but, it. I, I agree well, that that's understand, what they were, then why did you say that? I mean, yeah. like, I, I, well, I no, think... no, no, no. I understand what they were trying to do, but in the answer, everything about it was Seth should be going after Roman. Seth should be the one. You could make a case Seth should be the one to beat Roman. That's fine. They're on different shows. It's not a problem. <laughs> It's not a problem. Like you, yeah, and, and that's not what they were doing with that. I'm not like, saying again. We're going. Th- I mean, they had Triple here. H go. Like then Triple H should be fighting Roman because he did the same promo. 
Nah, it was one line versus talking, basically talking about Roman for five straight minutes. But someone but by asked the way, him a question and he answered it. He didn't just start cutting. Qu- they, they, but he didn't just start cutting a promo on Roman Reigns. You know I what I mean? I understand that, but uh, someone asking him a question, they scripted him to ask that question. But again, it doesn't matter why they did it. In the as they did it, my thought process was, oh my god, it should be Seth and Roman, and there should be a big feud there. It's all well and good. That yeah. You're creating something that doesn't exist. That could still be something that happens. It could very well be that they have Seth Rollins lose this match, win money in the bank, and decide he wants a shot at Roman. Could they do mm-hmm. that? Yes. But there's no demand for it. There is no demand for Seth versus Roman. You're dodging the fact that you have to, in pro wrestling, have something happen between Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. It's it, that, ironically, that's a burn it down type of thing about pro wrestling. <laughs> Look at how that worked out. Look at <laughs> end up playing out. To have all of that and just never deal with it, just pretend like it doesn't exist, is is truly dereliction of duty. Like you can't compare it to Seth cut a promo. He should go after Roman Reigns. Like okay, he could. Yeah, sure. This is. You have to, and they know they have to, which is why they did the thing on Raw. They understand the two guys are on the same show. They have to deal with it. It must be dealt with. I mean, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, this is completely different, but it's the same. Like, if they went out of their way to, to, to follow up on the friggin' Grayson Waller, Johnny Gargano thing, Jesus. then you, you have to do this. You know hey. what I mean? Like, it's not even a 50th of right. the relevance of it. And, and they went out of their way to do that. So, like, if they went out of their way to do that, I mean, you had but, Seth – I mean, you knew Cody Rhodes was gone, and you still made sure to have Seth Rollins attack him on his way out so that right. you could do this exact thing. And and so it's insane that, like, y- you leave that hanging there. Um. But it's also insane the way they played it off. Like, shouldn't Cody have punched him in the face whenever he? You I know? mean, I mean, there's so it, many problems. If it, it, it was, no, if it no, was wait, in their back of their head, they shouldn't have done all this work to make sure that Seth is the top of the face. Right? I'm going to disagree. Seth, that happened organically. They didn't make that. That yeah, happened. They, they didn't. But they ran. To, they did yeah. run with it though. They, well, no, they why didn't. Wouldn't right. you? Yeah. They didn't try to fight it. They. So we're agreeing it's not perfect. We understand yeah. that it's it is flawed. It is problematic. But you can't use that as the excuse to bury it. Like, right. that's badass. <laughs> you have to figure out a way to go about doing it. And ultimately, you know, as I keep trying to draw out more and more, I'm making everything a SummerSlam match, right? right. Like, I keep <laughs> making everything a SummerSlam match. It really probably does demand a SummerSlam match. It just is awkward and messy as hell. I, I like, just I just I'm chalking up Cody. Bro- I'm I'm penning Cody Brock right now. I know. And I just had Brock beat Cody. So that's one yeah. one. And it has to happen again. Now, could it could that happen at Money in the Bank? Right. Like, could yeah, that, you it deal could with that. like that's your that's your third. And that finishes that. And that clears up Cody. And now you deal with the Seth problem. <laughs> and does that ultimately create again? This should have. Cody should have been beating Seth at WrestleMania this year, right? Like, that's what should have been happening was Cody beating Seth at WrestleMania. So can you clean that problem up, revisit the story, and just deal with the fact that, yes, Seth has been acting like a top face, 
but Cody Rhodes is the guy on the other side. Can you live with the fact that you're you're presenting an opportunity for look, we don't think everybody's going to stop rooting for Seth, but we believe to Brandon's point that Cody is so protected right now that we're no longer worried about the people that love Seth booing Cody. We we're just we don't think that's an issue, which is the thing that we had all talked about coming out of WrestleMania. It wouldn't be smart to have Cody win the belt and then immediately position himself against Seth. But by not having Cody win the belt, do they create the opportunity to do this and know you're not going to lose the fervent support for Cody when you position him up against Seth and live with the fact that you're going to have a lot of people rooting for Seth as well? Yeah, yeah, I, we're out of that. We're no, I, I, and for me, it's not even that. It's about the if we're assuming that this is for the title, does it? You know, it goes back to what we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now, which is that that shouldn't be the Cody title win. The t- Cody title win should be a different Except story. Except for he's still the guy that took him out for six months. <laughs> like that still matters. It matters, but it's still the the conquering title win thing. I that should I be understand. the Cody story. Could you do a thing where he's still so jacked up from the Brock Lesnar feud that, you know, the story is that he loses, but you can sort of explain it? No. Boy, you're asking for a lot. No, (laughs) absolutely not. Because, I mean, like, because ultimately what I would say is that he loses to Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. So crazy. (laughs) So crazy. No. It, but, but, but listen, I know, I know, like the what happened in the feud aside, right? The part where he needs vengeance. He won the first three matches. I know. It, it I goes, no, but it part. goes beyond that. Then you're having Cody lose his two super high profile title matches. But that back would be back. part of the story. That and would, that that it, would be the 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 hard times, right? Yes, like that yes. would play into that. And the first one, you know, obviously, <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's his fault that he lost that match. I. The first one, he got Samoan spiked in the throat or whatever by Solo. So, I don't know, man. I don't know. We've done this for forever. Uh, ultimately, did everybody give their answer on the match? Yeah, uh, I did. We've we, we we done it. Hours. Brock Lesnar wins, right? Yes. We're, we're not on that match. Aren't we on the title no, match? We, I know, but that's all oh, right. Point, is that yeah. I think Brock Lesnar comes out and wins somehow. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we got to go. It, we've, we've done a two-hour show. I swore we were never going to do that again. I'm so mad about this. And we wasted t- you are 15 quiet. minutes. There's three pay-per-views, okay? Yeah, but we wasted 15 minutes debating about whether or not NXT should be on the road. I hate everything. <laughs> that was your doing. I know. It's my fault. Uh, plug something, Aaron. Uh, a lot of cool stuff going on at Circa. First of all, if you're in Vegas, come check out Circa. Secondly... Uh, we have that fantasy football giveaway I mentioned before. And thirdly, we just announced Circa Million, Circa Survivor, Circa Survivor, 8 million guaranteed to the winner or winners, and uh, 6 million for Circa Million. So go check those out. I love the band Circa Survive, but they are not playing Ramshead anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> However, Save Ferris is. I'm really Save excited. Save Ferris. We just announced Save Ferris August 20th. Tickets so are on sale excited. now for that. Uh, a couple shows upcoming. Save Ferris, of course, they were the ones that wrote that uh, that popular song, Come On Eileen. That was, yeah, they uh, totally save, wrote it. It's all their, their song. Save Ferris song. Um, <clears throat> we have Indigo Girls with Full Band, Monday, July, or Monday, June 5th. That show is almost sold out, so I think we have less than 100 tickets left for that. David Cross, uh, the comedian, on June 9th. Um, 
Kicks is playing their last ever Baltimore club show on June 10th. That is by, almost by the way, sold out. Non-zero chance I end up doing David Cross, just for the record. Okay, great, great. Yeah. Non-zero. Great. Um, cool. <laughs> but yeah, Kicks is playing their last ever show. Ram said we used to do it twice a year. Uh, they've announced their retirement. Their last show ever is at Merriweather in September, but their last show at Ramshead is June 10th. And that show is almost sold out as well. Lots more of events. Lot We have a lot more events going on. Uh, sorry, it's almost 1 a.m. and I'm exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at Ramshead Live on Instagram and Twitter for all new show events, show, show announcements. And I, <laughs> oh, God, I'm at Shoot. Brandon Linton on Twitter. Can I, I do Brandon, you, after I say this, you can tell you can just we can strike it from the record. But if someone made it through this entire show, can I give them a pair of tickets to a show of their choice at Rams Head Live? <laughs> yes, Brian Powell, you can go. To him. <laughs> yeah, he's the only one. He really would be the only one, wouldn't he? Be? All right, ben Nash, I, maybe. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I'll hook, I'll hook we do run up. the risk of there actually being a lot of people that do. Yeah, 15 so, people. So yeah. if, here's the deal. First if person. The, if you made it to the end, of, not the first person. If you made it to the end of the show. Tell me, I'll put all of your names in a randomizer. We'll pull somebody out, and somebody will get a pair of tickets to a future show at Ram. Does that work? Yeah, and you can pick anything you want, even if it's sold out. Awesome. Look, look at that. All right. So Boom. anybody who made it to the end of the show, I want you to message me uh, at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter. Say I made it to the end, and I'll gather all the names together. And next week we'll pick one, and you'll win a pair of tickets. All right. And you might want to wait a couple of weeks because we're announcing a bunch of stuff right after oh, Memorial right. Day. Don't don't waste it, is what Brandon's saying. Don't yeah. waste it. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless there's something you really want to see in the next week. I would just wait a minute just to make sure because we got a lot of fall shows that we're announcing. Well, the plus week. they already missed Bullet for My Valentine, which was I thought the best show of the year. If I'm being honest, it was it was, it was great. You you uh you missed out, my friends. I'm sorry. Brandon and I, what were we fighting about? Oh, we were fighting about Mila Kunis. Brandon and I got into a, an actual – I was prepared to punch him on Monday. We were, what, what was this? Oh, we can't uh, do this on the podcast. Yes, we can. So, really quickly. I mean, we can do it in a way that we can do it on the podcast. So I was, well, no, no, no. I was going to say, can we do it without it going another 20 minutes? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Brandon was talking about the Orioles uh, City Connect jerseys and said, I'm just – they were great. I'm yeah. just glad they didn't trot out the state flag again. And I yeah. said – <laughs> F you, the flag is amazing. It should be on everything. And he said, but it's played out. And I Ooh. said, I saw Mila Kunis on my television every day for six years. And you know what I didn't say to myself? I need less Mila Kunis in my life. She's amazing. And he said, yeah, but I did. And I was ready to murder. Her. Wait, so he hates the flag and he hates Mila Kunis? I'm ready to murder no, him. No, no, no. I like both things. I just like a lot of other things, too. And I don't he need said, the same two things over and over, which I believe is something that someone said about WWE at one point. Eh. You don't need I'm, Cody over and over. I, I'm still I not know. a big fan of the City Connectors. You're, try, you're trying to compare Cody Rhodes to Mila Kunis? Get the F out. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> That's what the WWE did Get in the uh, mid-late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, I believe he also said, uh, uh, I like Mila Kunis, but there's other funny girls who are attractive and some are even hotter. And I said, I'm 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 going to kill you in your sleep. I'm so sorry, Dottie. You're not going to have a father. Anyway. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. 
I'm glad that made the show. Yeah, that was important. <laughs> Glenn Clark Radio. Imagine somebody made it as far as the giveaway and then just said, okay, I've had enough. <laughs> That's... Okay, so now here's the real giveaway. <laughs> right. We just keep layering them. Right? Now we're giving – Aaron's going to give you his million dollars that he's the circus guy. At Glenn Clark Radio, GlennClarkRadio.com for me. At AJ Francis 410 uh, on all social for him. For Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event. AJ Francis, this has been. I'm Glenn Clark. This has been jobbing out. It, it really has been jobbing out. <laughs> I can't do better than that. <laughs>